Wow, it's been fucking two weeks since we've talked about weeks, man. We got a lot of build up. That's First right. off, are we all over E three yet? Have we all calmed down? Have we all had the yeah the the post fucking E three hurricane syndrome has died away? <laughs> Jesus. Yep. Uh, I've still been trying to catch up here and there on uh like the actual conference, the the post announcements and shit. Watching the. Uh, trying to watch some gameplay footage here and there, seeing mm-hmm. other announcements. I'm still waiting to find that f- somebody, I don't know, I think, Adam, you may be the expert on this, but mm. the uh, the 50-minute demo thing that people got to play or got to experience, I wonder if I wonder if they're ever going to publish that or if anybody ever got to record that because I'd love to watch that. I have not seen any recordings of it. I have seen a bunch of people talking about it. Yeah, yeah, I know there's seen, at least four or five different channels I was I watched that all have different points of view on how it went down. Yeah, there's been some exhaustive talk about it. A lot, many paragraphs worth of exquisite detail of what they could jot down and, and, and uh, call, recall from memory. But oh man, it'd be nice just to have a little, just a little video. Yeah, you know, even months from now, if they want to hold it off, so, you know, just a little peek. You know? It's kind of yeah. strange for them to do too. Yeah, I mean that's it is strange, but and I, I've gone back and forth with uh, my thoughts on this. I kind of like the idea of them having things like that. I like I I have never been to an E3 conference, never been to any gaming convention type deal, anything like that. Um, and I I feel that in the technology age that we live in, I am fortunate that I can watch shit live here from my house. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. But having things there that are like exclusive especially now with shit being public as well mm-hmm. having shit there that's exclusive that hey if you didn't buy the tickets you didn't get here you didn't you you, you weren't here these six seven days you're not going to get to experience this ever i'm kind of cool with that though it does take away a lot of the you know th- there's again t- 2077 is a perfect example i would love to have that experience even to see it but if that's just something that you know 50 people only ever got to experience and that's it well maybe i should have took my ass to e3 yeah right i get that you know it's it's on the one hand it's like man it really sucks that i didn't get to experience this thing or get to see these pictures or this video and experience it in person on the other hand I mean, that just leaves that leaves enticement there, because if you think about it, if everything of E3, if literally everything, the pregame, the 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 conversations and press releases between the shows, the everything after, if every single thing of E3 was televised and 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 put in documents, I mean, shit, I don't, I don't really need to go. Everybody's done the work for me, <laughs> so it's you know, it's it's cool. It's I, also, I mean, go ahead. It's also. Um, Something that they wouldn't really have time to do, you know, as part of the main thing, main conference. Um, right. And it also kind of restricts how many people are seeing this and um, limiting it to people that are in the room. You know, they actually get to see it, discuss it, and we're not watching a trailer or a video going, you know, what's real, what isn't, how does this work, how does that work. These people actually got a, you know, in-depth look yeah, at it. To, they got to interact with yeah. CD project yeah. as they were watching the the thing go on. Another another they, real they, cool part of that is like it's kind of like Christmas presents after E three. Yeah, you're like, oh man, I've seen <laughs> yeah. everything. I totally feel that man. But there's That's like why, a couple of little things that you didn't see. 
Man, it's like you're reading my mind because that's what I if I, I think I mentioned this in a, on our actual E3 episode. But again, just to emphasize for the audience out there that doesn't know, even I didn't realize this till till like only about five six years ago, when E3 itself is going on, the actual press conferences, that's only part of it yes there's their interviews and all that stuff but that's not even the big bulk of it the big bulk of it on the other end is the actual like show floor where the companies have these games they have the trailers live Mm -hmm. or better yet they have the actual gameplay and sometimes they release there are like drops of games or drops of characters or whatever announced in that section too that are not televised they're not they're not part of the conferences so if you feel you go through the first say five days of the actual e3 conferences and then you're done there's more content out there after that there's about two or three days more worth of stuff out there that's being announced and dropped and and experienced firsthand mainly by the people that are there uh the news outlets and even the the uh the the private sector that are getting to experience these games on hand it's like yeah they talked about 2077 for on stage for like 20 minutes but i was one of the guys that got to play it and let me tell you about this whole like avenue that i went down that i found these characters that you may or may not know about like that's that's other stuff that you just don't get to see in the main conference Mm. so stick around after quote unquote e3 is over because there's still a lot more shit to do one of the things i thought was actually really cool about what came out of that was how they talked about the uh the branching dialogue paths yeah it's like okay well you know you're gonna have all these different little decisions and you're that that to me is what Deus Ex was missing. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, I didn't feel I felt like I was just walking around in an amusement park, not in a world. You know what I mean? Yeah. I felt like I walk up to this location and a uh, scene kicks off, and I have no control over it. It's going to be interesting to see how CD Projekt Reg handles it, and I and I I haven't I have hope that it is larger than I'm hoping it will that I'm thinking it will be but I think we all three can agree this is it is a monumental task for a game company be they action oriented story oriented rpg oriented whatever to say we have like branching paths and we mm-hmm. actually mean it like yeah. you're going to start on minute 1 but after 120 hours of gameplay you Chris are going to be so fucking far your ending is going to be so far away from Adam's ending it's un- it's indescribable that is a monumental task for any company to take on if you look at a company like or you look at a game franchise like Mass Effect Mass Effect is it's, it's huge. It is big. It has a large, just a, a, forgive the pun, a massive fucking story. But at the end of the day, the three of us, no matter what path we pick, we're, we're going to come to one of the three main conclusions. Yeah. You know, we're going to have pretty much three distinct main paths. Adam may have done 20 extra side quests that I didn't do. Chris may have done every fucking story aspect of that game period. I might have just ran through and just got through the story. Adam may have went on, he may have got the, the Paragon ending and me and you may have got the, the, the Renegade ending. But at the end of the day after only a couple playthroughs we can all pretty much get everything in that game. If what CD Projekt Red is getting at that this game is so fucking crazy split wide open it's 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 literally going to be from start to finish the three of us are going to have three radically different games that's awesome i i i have faith in them 
I have mm-hmm. faith, but that God, the, the, my mind just explodes thinking about how they're going to do it. Well, see, that thing is, is I don't think it's going to be completely in that direction. Mm. What That's kind of what I was, what I, think, what I was hearing, but I, I, that may be my hope getting the better of me. <laughs> what I think, because I, I mean, it's going to be really hard to tell a story without having a direction for the narrative to follow. Now, it may have radically different conclusions instead of having three different ways this could end it might have 16 might have 32 who knows right but they're gonna follow the same beats up until a point yeah one would think we shall see we i think we all have good hopes for it yeah i um one thing i i'm not so sure about this isn't this game in particular but seeing more of the dialogue options being put in games if it's not done well, it could mess up a good game. Yeah. So, I mean, Very Assassin's Creed so. is going to be adding them, and I'm slightly concerned. You know, I have faith in them as a franchise, but this is still something new. So I hope they do it well. It's that genre homogeny that's popping up everywhere. Where you got sports right. games with RPG stats and... Action games with branching dialogue. Seems like RPGs are, you can just rip their mechanics and slap them onto any genre and make that genre better. <laughs> I think, I, f- I forget which one of the, the, uh, super best friends said it. I think it may have been Liam, but, and I, I agree with this wholeheartedly, especially for RPGs, but there are many genres that have this. Uh, RPG has become more of a flavoring than an actual thing. Because there are RPG elements in several games today, like mm-hmm. be it all of them or just a few of them. Uh-huh. And that's fine with me because, man, at the end of the day, a fun game is a fun game. But you you wrap me up in a good story like I'm going to talk about with my week. Holy crap, I'm all in. Yeah, you can you can add experience points to Madden, but you can't yeah. add a hit stick to Final Fantasy. Right. <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the end of time. I'm Michael. I'm Chris, and I'm Adam. Holy shit! Let's get into uh, let's get into these weeks, gentlemen. It's been a week. Before we do that, uh, Chris or Adam, do we have any well actuallys from hell? The last two episodes, Anyone of course not. Think of? No, no of course not. why? Because even with Always three, right. even with three stellar, handsome, awesome perfect podcast host you guys should know what you're getting uh you don't have to worry about emailing us corrections we've already got it covered well actually uh, squaresoft <laughs> didn't have an e3 conference <laughs> so you are play right. a <laughs> holy shit you are right <laughs> oh man uh, so I guess I'll start off with my week, uh, and actually it's going to be a little bit rough slash long for these weeks because we're kind of two weeks, uh, we didn't even do weeks last because we had a three episode, mm-hmm. uh, but don't worry, I won't be too, too long. Um, I kind of forget what game I was working on two weeks ago, but I feel like I finished it. Uh, I was kind of in that weird, uh, well, before I even get into that. Dynasty uh, Warriors game, that's what it was. The week, yeah, Hyrule Warriors. Warriors. Okay, thank you, thank you, yeah. So I did finally finish the story mode for that. 
I I can tell just by the way that I was playing that game that I took an incredibly long time uh, because I was kind of going in and sort of semi-completing every level every time, uh, going through the hard levels, getting getting uh, all the extras that had to be gotten or could be gotten. Uh, beat this. I beat the main campaign mode, which is which is called Legend Mode, uh, which opened up a harder difficulty, which also opens up a couple new extras that you can only unlock uh, in the hard or the newer harder difficulty. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you right now, uh, I made this I made this claim a couple weeks ago when I first mentioned this game, and I think I have severely undercut the uh, myself. I think I severely undercalled the depth of this game. So the legend mode, uh, and I, and again, forgive me because I, it, it, I, ha- I have to admit for the Switch, I haven't looked yet for Hyrule Warriors. I have not looked, but I've, I'm beginning to find it increasingly hard on several platforms, on several games to actually determine a gameplay time. Mm-hmm. If I had to guess, maybe I put like 70, 80 hours into that, but I feel that that's, that might be wrong. I might have put way more than that. But that was just the legendary mode and uh, the legend mode. That was just me going through the main campaign and in the main campaign getting uh, checking off boxes. Basically, the other bulk of the game itself is in uh, adventure mode. And that saying that that's the bulk of the game again, I know I'm saying this a lot, but it's it's severely undercutting it. That game is fucking huge. There are so the game the the camp the uh, the adventure mode puts you in i want to say like maybe 12 13 separate maps all those maps are divided up into squares like the original legend of zelda was i don't have a number uh i don't have the facts in front of me if i had to guess you're talking like 20 across and and 20 down something like that Every one of those squares of the map is an actual game map, just like when you're going through legend mode. So legend mode itself is probably only like one fiftieth of that game. (laughs) As you unlock things in story mode and in adventure mode, they kind of cross with each other. You can level up your characters that you do unlock in Legend Mode, and when you have to use them or choose to use them in Adventure Mode, they have their levels, their weapons, etc., etc. I made it probably 15, 20 squares into the first map of that and said, okay, I think I'm good with this for a little while. (laughs) Um, That is a monumental tasking upon anybody to say they want to complete that game because there is a fuck ton to do. Every one of those sections of the map, by the way, kind of, it's kind of set up like the way Adventure Mode is set up, uh, or uh, uh, sorry, Legend Mode is set up where they also have their own individual they have the the actual objective that you have to complete. There are extra objectives. There's characters to find, weapons to unlock, etc., etc. If you're the kind of person that wants to go through a game and just have a fuck ton of things to do, this is your game. Um, I hear a lot of people say that what they what they tend to do is kind of bounce back and forth between adventure mode and legend mode. Uh, I was just going through legend mode. Just, I didn't really read that and I don't play by a specific way. I was just go. my idea was to go through, uh, legend mode first and then go through adventure mode after. And I was like, I'm kind of good. I need a break. I need a fucking break. Do you think that the, with there being that many tiles, that it's actually worth it to keep playing? Is, are they different enough? Well, see, that's where, uh, the, yeah, they are different enough. I'll give you that. Um, 
they're they're different in in as much as you you will see kind of the same terrains over and over again, but the way that they're set up, the way that the the way that things have to be accomplished in the tiles, they're usually different, dramatically different, not so much, but there's enough variety there to keep you to keep you on point. About like mission objectives and stuff like that. Yeah, the mission objectives they they're usually varying. I mean, if you can you can go, you know, steps above the rung and look down and say, "Okay, this is basically a kill the final boss mission. This is a rescue this person mission. This is a escort a person mission." You it, it's kind of like that, but the no. the fact that this is a Muso game and so much shit is happening all at one time, it's it it it's frantic. It's not it's not a it's not a quiet peaceful game that gives you a lot of time to go okay I'm just doing the same thing it's there's mm-hmm. there's dynamic shit involved um the balance chris that I'm find that I was finding was kind of the same argument I make with RPGs about if I go beat the secret boss ahead of time when I go back to the main mode and beat the story it's kind of yeah. easy uh because when I take these characters that I've leveled up in adve- in uh, a legend mode and bring them to adventure mode I'm kind of overpowering but gotcha. that's because I've only done a part of one map. I didn't realize literally until the last day of playing that as you scroll down the maps, when you go down the list of maps to play in adventure mode, they get they get increasingly harder. So my level 64 link will fucking wipe the floor on the first five, six <laughs> maps there. Mm-hmm. He's going to not do shit on the last two. Yeah. And Every map is set up differently. Every map has its own theme, basically. And inside those maps, inside the squares, they all have their own objectives to accomplish. So, woo, it is a lot. It is a lot, a lot, a lot. Uh, I have put that game on pause. I don't know for how long. I will say again that I've com- I completely got my fun out of that game. I see what the draw of these types of games are. And playing this style of game in a with a Legend of Zelda flavor coding just it it's 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 very nice, very enjoyable. Um so the week before last was a very uh it was a very rough week in my personal life. I had a lot of shit going on. Uh on the gaming side, my computer fucking shit itself. It was actually shit itself a couple days before last episode, so luckily I got all that fixed. Uh and it, one of the one of the outcomes of that, one of the reasons for that, is I was going to go play some old uh, old Super Nintendo games, and uh, I had the mindset to go play Super Mario World just out of nowhere, and that didn't happen. And I didn't feel like breaking out my. I, I thought about breaking my sixty four out to play Mario sixty four. I didn't feel like doing that, so I started playing Mario Odyssey again. Just started a brand new file and ran or ran around the world. Uh, it's it's still fun ish. I mean, it's it's still got the Mario charm, and it's something I can go to. Uh, I didn't really I didn't really like dig too down too deep with it though. Uh, it's it's become one of my off time slash uh, between games. But uh, maybe partially due to E three, maybe just because I know that I. I started it and I didn't go all the way through it. I went back and jumped back into uh, The Last of Us Remastered. Oh yeah! This is for the uh, this is for the PlayStation Four. For anybody that doesn't know, it's basically the uh, it's the same game. It's just got the DLC already in it, updated graphics, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell both of you. I have come to realize because this is probably the fourth or fifth time within a, within a year that this fucking problem has happened. I 
I don't want to say quit, but I either pause, stop, or just completely blow off games way too soon. One example, <laughs> Adam gave me Bad Company 2 years ago, handed mm-hmm. it back to him, said, no, I didn't like it. He goes, well, you didn't play the right mode. Play the right mode. And what do you know? I was missing over the whole time. Um, I'm trying to think of another one real quick, and I, I shit, I just, my brain just shit itself. Persona 5? Pers- pers- well, I mean, you didn't really no. quit it, but you weren't feeling it. I didn't. It. I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. Uh, um. There we go. Valkyria Chronicles, another game. Yeah. It, it, I literally, Chris, the level before I got to the camp where I could start recruiting people and leveling people up, I quit at that. I was like, man, I'm just not feeling it. The next <laughs> level that I was into, I was do I dove in all the way in. So Last of Us comes along. And I made it through several missions of The Last of Us. Uh, it, it, it was pretty good. It had some cover combat. Had some generic shooting. Had some stealthy stuff going on. The story was okay. Uh, I don't remember what game or games like took me took that off my radar. But I put it to the side. Not not angrily. Not just bullshit game. Just didn't want to play it. Started picking it back up. Guess what? The first fucking thing in the next section that I that I came into in The Last of Us, it was actual infected, like <laughs> actual fucking monsters I, yeah. that I had to fight instead of just humans and humans and humans. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say, Adam, you haven't played The Last of Us at all, have you? Nope. Okay, oh, that's wow. fine. Uh, spoiler. So this will be a spoiler free review for everybody. Oh man. Um, Holy shit. Uh, so this is, and again, that was just three examples. There have been several times that I have realized in my life where I picked up a game and said, you know what? I, I'm not really feeling it. Uh, I may try it again later. I may come back to it, blah, blah, blah. And then when I do, it's like within within five minutes. I'm like, oh, shit. This game is turned all, all the way around. The story in this game went from good to holy shit good. Yep. The 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 cutscenes in this, man, Chris, I was having God of War vibes like crazy. I I can tell that if 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 there are people out there that have played The Last of Us but have never played the new God of War, if you like the the uh, again, big quotes, the father son or the father daughter aspect, the the older guy and young girl aspect of The Last of Us, you're going to get that from God of War. It's just a father and son deal because, man, I was getting I was getting those vibes big time. Uh, the way that they build Joel as a character, the reason and and his his backstory relating to how he treats Ellie, the mm-hmm. slow build and the slow change over time. Uh, all the stories in between the the ending, the DLC was okay. I mean, it it gave you actual perspective on you know, on her past and all that. But man, and uh, um, Chris, yeah, I, I without looking it up, is there are there multiple endings to The Last of Us? I don't think so. Of? So the ending that you got was the one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because damn, that shit started getting real fucking deep and I was questioning things at the end and <laughs> oh man, like I agree with you, Joel, but I don't. <sighs> and he made her say something and he said it and uh, I, I, I'm sorry, Adam. I, I hate to like leave you in the dust on this. Oh man, no, I've already heard about it. Oh, it's man, been ruined this... for me. Ooh. So, well, even so, just in case, I'd rather I'd rather keep it blanket quiet. All in all, uh, 
man, it was good. Uh, it, it does a very good job of balancing the stealth and action. I totally get what people are saying where it's, you know, you can solid snake your way through almost every every area and you kind of don't want to shoot things because when you do, that makes it worse. Real mm-hmm. Splinter Cell vibe with that, by the way. But the story, like, I, I'm going to go fucking just watch the the last of us remastered movie again because i man i was all in that all in that uh-huh. um now now that i have played this game all the way through and that includes the dlc now looking again at the e3 stuff i i, I okay i don't really see the connections aside from ellie's there and ellie is a badass but i have a lot of other questions that i don't don't see any real answers for yet or any yeah. or any strings attached. I but, think they did that on purpose. Well, yeah. And that's fine twist. too. Yeah. Joel was yeah. the guy that got disemboweled. <laughs> that Jesus. Oh Adam, don't fucking do that, man. Come on. <laughs> God. But uh yeah, the the main draw for The Last of Us Two now for me is just the combat. If watching that whole trailer shit again, uh the combat itself was pretty visceral and pretty in there but yeah I've, I've got questions behind that that i want to know i mean there's very obvious fucking blatant questions for anybody that's beat that game but i beat that i literally actually beat that today so i've kind of kind of went back to odyssey for a while don't mm-hmm. know what i'm going to work on next uh, as as the audience is well aware by now i'm i'm in a turmoil <laughs> uh i don't know what i'll rest on we'll, we'll just have to see yeah um we did go. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, the uh, the wife and I and a whole group of friends went to go see Incredibles two. Uh, it was good. It was had had a good time with it. I I want to go. I want to see it again to determine where I want to place it. I uh, I I'll tell you this. I had as much fun with it as I had with the Incredibles, the the first one. If I had to rank the two, it's going to be hard to do that because I love Incredibles one. And I feel like me me putting that first is just out of nostalgia. I I love that movie. I love it to death. This one, it was. I had a good time. Like I had a really good time. There was a point in the middle of the movie when a certain scenario went down where I was like, okay, okay, I'm all in now. Um, I really think that was it for. I can't think of any other games. I mean, I mean, aside from playing Cooking Mama now and again, <laughs> there isn't really oh, much God. else in my weeks. Uh, Adam, what about you? What you been up to yeah. these past this, these past two weeks? I have been going on a trip down memory lane. Oh shit! Yep. It's weird that you brought it up, but uh, I have been playing Valkyria Chronicles here lately. Oh yeah. Yep. Went back to beat it again after I heard the uh, the new one was coming out. Mm-hmm. I was like, yep. Let me just go ahead and beat this game all over again while. Uh, <laughs> And uh, my God, I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten how utterly unforgiving it can be whenever it wants to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, here, let me just be merciless and make you start all the fucking way over. Chris, I don't know if I've ever asked you before. Have you played Valkyria Chronicles? Yeah, I started it after you talked about it. I haven't finished it, though. Oh, that's right. That's right. God, we've been doing this for like six years now. It's all a blur. <laughs> so how, how far did you uh, How far did you get? Oh, I know man. where to stop. I'd have to go back and look. I'm past the part where you can start leveling stuff up, and I'd only done a couple after that because I kept trying to do side stuff. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, God. It gets to a point where you've got to fight this guy in his tank brigade. Yep. Yep. And trying to do that without losing anybody slash kill the rare enemy and loot his body or whatever. Yeah. Fucking game. That was the first mission, Adam, that I had to go back and do a few times. Not not because of the difficulty, because I was the, the fucking perfectionist in me, just mm-hmm. as you were just saying, was like, man, I okay, so obviously I can't do this. Like, my first run in that, oh, dude, I got wiped. I got wiped hard. Oh, yeah. And I understood after, like, the second or third death how to beat it, like, how to get past the sections, but then it became, well, no, I'm not going to let that person die. I'm not going to let that person die. I'm going to I'm gonna capture this before this tank gets over there or i'm gonna stop this tank from oh man i spent way too much time if i had just said dude just beat the fucking level i could have just beat the level but i'm like i'm not i'm not losing somebody i'm not letting that thing happen and the thing is when that game decides it's like time to stop fucking around yeah it it takes the gloves straight off i had one one scenario i was like 45 minutes into this fight had positioned everybody perfectly and finally maneuvered everybody to where they needed to be i had one guy get caught by like a a stray round Mm -hmm. like it's one of those situations where a tank shoots it like a person on foot and they have like a five percent chance of hitting them yep behind cover yes so it of course tagged him and knocked him out immediately and i was like okay that's cool i can just go pick him up Next enemy just runs up and just right on the ground. Wow. Wow. So I'm like, okay, you know what? I can deal with one, one character dying. I'm just going to get past this mission. Over the next two turns, not one, not two, but all three of my engineers were systematically killed <laughs> and murdered. <laughs> they got knocked out and then KO'd by the enemy. I got to watch the little death animation over and over and over again. It plays that music. Yep. It's like, mm-hmm. I can see the light. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I'm coming home, you know, mama. Even given all that, I will tell the audience that doesn't know, for one, if you haven't played Valkyria Chronicles, go check it out. I... When when I was playing through those rounds, Adam, I not once I could have, but not once did I pull like the tactic maneuver where I looked at the enemies like movement, their like you know like prepping your prepping them before you move. Mm-hmm. I never had to, but it's all there, guys and gals. Everything you need if you want to strategically and systematically line turns out, it's all there for you. They give you all the tools you need. Yeah. And then they fuck you with them. Yep. <laughs> they just bend you over and rail you like, oh, you thought you had a handle on this system, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Let me just teach you a lesson in respect. So, between that and um, play a little bit more Kenshi. Mm-hmm. Got a little, uh, got my little farm going a little bit. One, uh, one cool thing I'm looking at right now is they've got a new WoW expansion, so I'm kind of kind of getting that itch again. They is it already out or it's coming out? Uh, it's coming out. Uh, oh boy! Yeah, man, we're <laughs> we're in that point now. I'm like, oh man, we're starting to mm-hmm. starting to scratch, you know, it's starting yeah. to, starting to sweat. Like, I, if I'm gonna do it, I need to do it soon, so I can be mm-hmm. ready for it. Yeah. Oh God. 
So I mean, hey, uh, Final Fantasy XIV is getting a fucking Monster Hunter monster for a raid. Oh, and by the way, Chris, I found out that Monster Hunter, which we already we knew this was going to happen, but Monster Hunter is getting a Final Fantasy monster. They're getting a behemoth for a uh, for a uh, for a monster to fight. So gotcha. that's 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 pretty fucking cool, man. Yeah, I like these crossovers that we're getting. Yeah, more, 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 more companies shaking hands. Mm-hmm. Like that, Star Fox crossing over into that other game. <laughs> like that. So anyway, World of Warcraft, right? There <laughs> uh, was uh and uh, the last thing that I started but have yet to finish is I began updating my Star Citizen Alpha. Oh, oh, yep. damn! It's still not done. <laughs> <laughs> so I had every intention of playing some Star Citizen. Star Citizen Didn't did not happen. want to be played. <laughs> also, real quick, one quick addition. I don't know why the updating thing just made me re- remember this, but I found out that there is an option as well on my PlayStation 4. So one of the cool things that I love about my Switch, I haven't noticed it for any other of these generation consoles, but only the Switch. Mm-hmm. If I have my, if I have my TV set to another input like HDMI one, I'm I'm using my computer on HD, mm-hmm. HDMI one, and my switch is connected to HDMI three. When I turn my switch on via the switch itself or via the controller wirelessly, when it turns the switch on, it swaps the connection on my TV automatically for me. So nice. I have to change. Basically, I don't have to change channels. The PlayStation Four has an option as well. For those that don't know, if you go to your system, there's a system link uh, option there, and it does the same thing. When you even even if you take your Switch or your PS4 out of sleep mode, just give it a couple seconds, and it swaps the connection for you. So ah, I, I saved you two seconds. Exactly, that's convenient yeah, right there. Fucking nice. I love it. I needed to save mine. Oh, uh, you don't like what? that? <laughs> well, because I have my uh, desk set up for streaming and stuff, so mm-hmm. my Xbox will turn itself on to update and uh, completely yeah. change my display, and I'm like, okay, now that may completely yeah. screw my stream, and I have to restart it because sometimes changing inputs doesn't work well. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Frustrating. Mm. It's nice when I need it or want it, but I'm not using a setup where I want it right now. Right. Uh, so, Mike, you got, uh-huh. you've got experience with Final Fantasy 14, right? Yes. Okay. You have any experience with ESO or any of the other stuff? No. The uh the only MMORPGs I've ever played are Fantasy Star Online, Final Fantasy 11, and Final Fantasy 14. That's it. All right. So cuz right now I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm at that crossroads. I'm like, you know what? I don't have to go back to WoW. I don't have to but maybe I should, or maybe I should try. <laughs> maybe I should try something else. So I'm, I'm just kind of up in the air, man. What can you tell me about Final Fantasy fourteen? Final Fantasy fourteen, and again, anything I'm going to say is not a slight against. I'm just talking from my experience. 
uh, as and given my experience with other people that haven't played the game before, it is definitely very, very easy on newcomers. Uh, it understands that even though it's only been out for a few years, that it has a shit ton of story and dungeons and content, and it does a very solid job of stepping you through it. Uh, as, now, nowadays, I believe they have options and features like World of Warcraft, where if you don't want to go through 1 through 50 or whatever, they can boost you and it can do all this stuff for you, but... From teaching game mechanics to teaching your job to to telling you where the story is going, the flow of the story, to teaching you side stuff if you just want to craft or if you do want to craft, smith, fish, whatever. Uh, it has a lot of quality of life ease, uh, quality of life easy things to learn. Uh, I've, I've had several people that have come through like the free company that I was in. I've had some that were like almost brand spanking new to video gaming and some that have come from World of Warcraft and they all pretty much agree that it's, it's, if you're just like dumped on the 14, it's, it's, they, it's a smooth transition. It's a real easy, Hey man, let me show you what we're all about and not, you don't know how to fucking monitor your DPS, blah, 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 stat conversion and trigonometry. Get out of here, scrub. It's not like that. <laughs> But you watch your aggro. Yeah, for real. Uh, the progression, the the teaching you the jobs as you go. The dungeons do a good job of that. There's there's quality rating throughout, and in the I mean, there's a fuck ton of content to get to before you ever get to even today's end game content. But when you do get there, uh, whether you boost there or you get there on your own, it's there. And just like in, you know, World of Warcraft, or I would assume any raiding style game like that, uh-huh. you have all three options available for you. You have a good, robust, uh, especially it increases as the years go on, a storyline, a campaign to run through. If you only want to do that, you know that every three months you're guaranteed to get some more story, more dungeons, more weapons, more armor, more crafting materials, more all that every three months on the dot. If you say, you know what, I just, I just like to fish. I just like to craft. I like to do extra stuff. There is a fuck ton there for you to do as well to get better at. Uh, and if you are a top end raider, there's top end raids for you to get involved in. The only uh, some of the differences that I see and that I hear about is 14 is not very. Uh, I don't know how it is today. I don't know what's changed. They may have a whole integrated system now, but they were very. They frowned on uh, stats like DPS monitors and shit like that. You could use them. It's one of those just don't get caught, but I've never... I mean, I talked to a lot of raiders, and I never heard anybody getting banned for for that shit. I think it's only if you ever made a point to make it a problem. Uh-huh. Like if you were literally harassing somebody that, you know, hey, 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 uh, uh, pug, your DPS is shit, and I think you're shit, and it leads to just harassing, harassing, then you're in trouble. But I mean, we we use DPS monitors in my raid. The raids that I were in used them. It's more of a just keep it to yourself and don't make a fucking issue out of it. That could be different today. It could be. It's Square's it could be gonna a hear whole, this and ban your ass. I mean, that's fine. I don't play them <laughs> anyway. Um. But yeah, I think for anybody, for almost anybody's uh, MMO appetite, for any, for almost anybody's MMO content that they're going for, be it super casual, medium tier to super fucking hardcore, it's all there for you. Um, I I haven't played them. I've heard you talk about World of Warcraft raids. Uh-huh. Uh, 
I, I, I get that World of Warcraft raids have more mechanics, but I mean, some of the end content that I ran through has a lot of mechanics too, because uh, uh-huh. there are higher difficulties, just like in World of Warcraft. In all, in general, because I don't want to spend forty minutes, and I could. Uh, I really think fourteen is a good come on in MMORPG for you for anybody really. That's cool. Chris, did you play any MMOs? Oh yeah, I've played a few in my day. Um, any suggestions? I. I couldn't stick to 14. Um, I never played WoW. I tried one of the trials they had, and I got bored immediately with the first few, you know, gathering quests, so I stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, I still find myself preferring Final Fantasy XI over 14. Um, mm-hmm. It is one of the more, um, I don't want to say hardcore, but it does have a more hardcore fan base, I think. Um, the fans tend to be the people that are still playing after all this time are some of the more hardcore players. Um, there are people that just, you know, hop on and chill, but those aren't as common. Um, so it's a smaller community to deal with. Uh, but content wise and mechanics wise, I enjoy it more than 14. That's cool. So that's about the end of my week. Sure. Uh, how likely do you think you're going to go back to that World of Warcraft, man? Oh man, it's a. Uh, I mean, right now, it's just right there, now, man. You right might as now, well it's just looking like, <laughs> dude. I can't, I can't even tell you. It's getting it's it's getting hard to ignore. It's like just I gotta find it. something to do. Just do it and miss that miss that uh the thrill of the hunt. I guess you know chasing uh-huh. world first and stuff like that. Yep. Or at least server first. Man, we're nowhere near world first. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Chris? What you been up to these past two weeks? Um, not a whole whole lot. Um, talk about some TV stuff first. Okay. Um. So, I I don't know if you you guys care, but I've been watching the uh, World Cup. Um, I'm not a big sports person, but I do like watching you know big events like this sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. in particular, I like watching soccer. Um, it's just one of those things where most soccer you'd want to watch is, you know, football overseas. So yeah. the schedules are off and it's harder to watch. Um, but I've been watching the world cup and while I was doing that, I was looking for, you know, what channels it was on and stuff so I could actually watch it. And while I was, I got this little thing with my cable provider. It lets you pick your channels, you know, kind of like sling does, but with the cable provider, you know, it's their competition for sling mm-hmm. at this point. Um, when I went on to see what they had, I saw a Marvel TV show called cloak and dagger. Okay. And I've never heard of this before. Never seen anything about it. Um, I was like, huh? So I started watching it. There are only three episodes out now. This is a brand new series. Mm-hmm. So it's odd. Um, I'm not quite sure what to think about it because they haven't gone to the point where they've really explained, you know, the powers involved and all this stuff. Right now you've mm-hmm. got this whole weird dynamic. Um, there are basically two main characters and they have this event that happens together when they're younger. Um, but now they're older when the series is actually, you know, starting and 
you know, they have these awkward interactions and it's taken three episodes. The fourth one that either comes out tonight or tomorrow night will finally be them talking about things, you know, trying to figure stuff out. Mm-hmm. So it's way too early in the series to really make a determination of how good it is or not. Um, hmm. And I'm really, really trying hard to restrain myself and not go look up the comics it's based on. Because <laughs> I'm so curious. I'm so lost. I don't understand what's going on. Um, right. And I don't know that's in a good way. You know? I mean, you know, it's not always a bad thing to have that reference material you know, and to be able to, oh, I wonder how they're going to make Uncle Ben die for the 47th time. Yeah. And, uh, is the, is the interest enough there that to keep you going or are you getting that fatigue like the fucking, uh, uh, death stranding where you're like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Fuck this. I, the next episode will probably make it or break it for me. Gotcha. Okay. Because it's only, okay. to be fair, three episodes. That's not a lot. You know, mm-hmm. some series, the entire first season is bad. You know? Yeah. If it's the fourth episode and we finally get, you know, enough information to be, you know, start getting drawn into the story, because there are some interesting aspects to it. It's not, you know, all bad or anything. It's just not enough information for my liking. Um, right. Especially without right. having any background, you know? I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm like, okay, I'll wait because I know about S.H.I.E.L.D. I know about, you know, this universe. I know things that, you know, roughly it's based on. So I have a general idea of what to expect. But with this, I'm basically going in blind, even though it has Marvel on it. Never heard of it. Know nothing about it. It's one of those that right. I guess they decide, hey, we're going to try this, you know, next. All right. Just, to, just out of curiosity, are the names of the main characters Cloak and Dagger? No. Okay, thank huh. God. I, the only thing... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to say it's related to powers is why the uh, name. Ah, okay. Oh. Well, I'm not going to say my statement then. <laughs> okay. Well, fuck it. Now I have to, damn it. The only relation that I have to Cloak and Dagger is the... I think it was in the 80s? The 80s movie Cloak and Dagger? And I don't think these two are connected. I, who knows? But yeah, I, I've seen a lot of hype around it. I've seen a lot of uh, social media buzz about it. But I also didn't know that it was not a finished series. Mm-hmm. So, man, it, good luck to you. I hope it, hope it plays out good. If it's interesting, I'll check it out when it's done. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah if I knew it wasn't done, I probably wouldn't have started it. But <laughs> it was like, okay, could, two episodes. I'm like, oh. And it's like, oh, third one premieres tonight. I was like... Oh, well, I guess I'll hey, watch man. the third one tonight. It could be Better worse. Jump on that. It could be worse. You could have got bleached where you, where I watched 270 something episodes <laughs> and go, this, there is no way this is close to being done. And then it's like, oh, it's not done. It's still in, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, I've been watching the World Cup. That's been a lot of my, uh, time when i'm not you know able to play games or stuff and that's really during the day while i'm working anyway so i usually mm-hmm. have it on in the background uh it's been a lot of high and lows in the world cup um some games are just absolutely terrible which you wouldn't expect at this tier of play and then others are really really good you know mm-hmm. so it's a it's been a roller coaster i'm not invested in any teams um the united states didn't even make it this year oh wow rip uh, yeah 
it's funny. There are a bunch of commercials for uh, uh, Volkswagen where they say, sorry, America, that you didn't make it. But, hey, support our team. And, you know, it has like uh, Iceland, <laughs> uh, Germany. And I, I think there's four teams total. And each of them is some funny, you know, uh, thing. Brazil's one of the others. And then uh, Belgium. They're, wow. they're hilarious commercials. Um, that's Yeah, it's just something to watch. It's been kind of fun. So it's like the International Super Bowl where they put their best commercials up. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. Well, I keep seeing the same commercial, so it's not quite, you know, Super Bowl. No. Type the commercials <laughs> that I've seen, this particular series of commercials are pretty funny. I've enjoyed them. My radar was on there for a second and keyed in, and then you just turned it right off. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to give you false hope. Mm-mm-mm. So, uh, on the gaming side... I mentioned last week that I picked up Jurassic World Evolution. Uh-huh. And man, a lot of people don't like that game. Really? Yeah, really? I, was, I was looking um, online and, you know, listening to people talk about it as part of E3 and stuff, and people are just basically shitting all over it. Um, wow. But I've seen lots of people, you know, streaming and playing it and enjoying it. I enjoyed it. Uh, I haven't beat it yet, but... I've got 21 hours in the game. Um, I'm probably three-fifths done with it. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, there are five story islands and then a sandbox island you unlock. Uh, and I, uh, I've completed three of the islands. I started the four but I didn't really do any work on it yet. I just kind of loaded it, and then I was done for the day. Um, mm-hmm. So I've got three out of five main islands done, and I com- technically completed the sandbox by getting five stars. Um, right. So Jurassic World Evolution is a uh, simulation game where you are building your dinosaur park. Um, you incubate dinosaur eggs for the species you want, um, you mess with their DNA. You have to do expeditions to gather fossils to get more DNA to increase their genome viability. Uh, so that gives you better odds of them successfully, you know, being uh, incubated. And also the higher your genome percentage, the uh, more changes you can make to their DNA. So mm-hmm. like you can take pretty much any dinosaur and you can make it super aggressive or you could make it super resilient to disease or, you know, tougher in general or something like, or, you know, focus on their lifespan. Uh, some of the changes are, there are cosmetic changes that just make it look different. So your visitors like that more because it's different. You know, it's not just a boring dinosaur because dinosaurs are totally boring, you know, as yeah, is. Right. Right. You got to give them camouflage and, you know, savannah patterns to make them more uh, appealing but yeah so you can do all these things it's uh it's not i don't think it's a bad game um i talked about this a little bit before there are things that could be better and um based on what i'm reading the devs i said yeah we realize that we're gonna make it better um i think if you know 
there are any major flaws with this game, it's because they were rushing it to meet the, you know, new movie launch date. Yeah. Um, yeah. But now that they've met that, I think it'll get better. Um, but like I said, I don't think it's a bad game by any means right now. I don't get all the hate for it. Um, I think a lot of people compare it to there's another sim game by the same company. Uh, another it's another theme park one. I can't remember what the name of it is, but it's like it's not it's not a theme park game. You know, it's a dinosaurs. They sit in the cages, you know, or the fences and closures, and that's what they do. You know, you can make yeah. them fight if you want. You know, putting predators with prey, <clears throat> but that's not really. You know, beyond that, there's not really much to it. I mean, um, I don't know. It, <laughs> I, I think it gets a lot of unnecessary hate at this point. But I'll I'll keep playing it, and I'll be happy to see them make improvements to it. You know, it would be even better. Yeah. Is there, the 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 way you're playing it now, is it, is it solely like a campaign-style version, or? So the way it, it, Go ahead. The way it works is you start out with one island unlocked and your objective is to build the park on that island and you have a rating via stars that is, you know, zero to five stars. Five stars is considered maxing out the island um, as far as rating goes. Now, there Mm -hmm. are also three factions you deal with overall. uh, Science, entertainment, and security. You have to do objectives for each one and keep them balanced and try to make them all happy. You know, um, as you go through, uh, the higher your relationship with them is, the more stuff you unlock. And if you get out of balance, the neglected faction will actually start sabotaging your park. Wow. wow. So they'll start, like, sabotaging your power plants. They'll open dinosaur gates, you know, all these things to cause havoc because you're not giving them enough attention my interest meter just went up <laughs> oh. it it takes quite a bit for that to actually happen in my experience yeah. um there yeah. are some scripted times it happens when you're going through the uh kind of story missions and that's not a big deal it's like oh you have to do this and they complicate it by throwing in a sabotage but it's not really one of the factions it's just going to happen every time you fail the mission you do it again it happens again you know so it's not like it's random i've only had it once because i had a stupid mission for one of the factions and uh the other two kept giving me easy stuff so i was like oops and all i did was sabotage my power plant so i just drove around my jeep and rebooted them you know which is Mm -hmm, by mm -hmm. the way you can zoom in on the range, your park rangers and take mm-hmm. control of the Jeep. You can take control of the tranquilizers and the helicopters. You can do all this awesome. stuff yourself. So you're not just like watching it happen. You can literally take it and start firing because they're going slow or something. Um, sometimes you can't give commands to your rangers because the power is out uh, because of a storm or something. So you literally have to go manually take control and do what you need to do to get them back up. And then you can start issuing them commands. Huh. Um, can you ram the T-Rex with the Jeep or something like that? So you can run into them, but it's more they run into you. 
Um, <laughs> right now, there isn't any damage to the Jeep, but if uh, certain dinosaurs will run at it, and you will flip over, and it takes you out of control of the Jeep because it's just going crazy. Wow. So it's entertaining. Um, yeah, like I said, I've maxed out three of the story islands, and each of the islands has some condition to it that you're trying to recover from. The first one is just kind of normal. It's like, yeah, this is a park, you know, or this is an island we want to park on. I don't think you even start with anything but your money. Uh, maybe a power plant, some roads. The second one is like this island suffers from extreme storms, so you need a lot of shelters, and you need to actually, you know, call people into the shelters uh, when a storm is coming so that, you know, they're safe. And you also have these shelters. You call them in not only for the storms, but if a dinosaur gets loose, you can say, all right, everybody to the shelters while I go tranquilize this thing and get back in its cage because they'll get unhappy. Nice. They'll break their fences and they'll escape and start attacking people. Um, even the herbivores will trample people just running away and stuff. Right, right. Have, have you ever let it just descend into chaos to see what would happen? Um. I sort of did that on the Sandbox Island because I didn't really care and I was going for achievements. Because um, it's actually a achievement for taking a picture of a carnivore eating a park goer. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so I let that happen, took the picture. Um, I still need to do the one where a herbivore uh, kills someone. Which I don't know if the trample is all that I need or if there's actually another animation I haven't seen yet. Um, but... I still need that achievement, so I'll probably go back to Sandbox at some point and open the gates and hop in the Jeep. Because you have to be on the Jeep to take a picture. So you're literally a park ranger taking pictures of this dinosaur doing whatever mayhem. Um, yeah, so many good mechanics. But like I said, I don't know why I get so much hate right now. Sounds like an evil like version it. of Theme Park. Mixed with... I mean, only if you play it like that. <laughs> I always made the potentials the, uh, there. I always made the roller coasters like end in death. So sure, sure, <laughs> you would. I'm not surprised in the least. Oh, don't be. Um. So, other than that, after getting where I was on that, I, I had played probably too long because there's a new Destiny 2 DLC coming out. So much mm -hmm. like Adam and his wow, you know, wanting to get and get prepared. It's like, all right, I guess I'm loading up Destiny 2 so I can get caught <laughs> up. Um, so I played it. I want to say it was Sunday. I got a good four hours in, did all my weekly milestones, um, went from 350 to 356 light, which was a pretty good jump or power, whatever it is now. Um, <laughs> and it was, it was a pretty good time. This is better than usual. Um, the PvP seemed to go quicker, but I also did much better than normal. Um, I started out thinking it was going to be bad because I got had like a .8 KD A, and um, I was last on my team, and or I oh, was on Jesus. a bad team and stuff. And it's like, oh man! But then the next game, I had like a three point something KD A with a twelve kill streak. So I was like, all right, this is a bad start. Um, so I had a really <laughs> good day. Find any interesting new mechanics or anything like that? No, I mean, the DLC isn't out yet, so nothing's changed. Um, well, there is a mechanic uh, that I'm not familiar with yet that I was reading about that I'm going to have to go start doing, but I need mm -hmm. some more power first. 
So I need to probably you're working up to. Yeah, and at that point, it it sounds like it gets easier. It sounds like it's something that you can repeat, um, at least a little bit more more to do. Because right now, really, the only way once you get to the point I'm at, or I think it's like three forty five. Once you get there, you only have certain ways to raise your power every week. Um, and I'm still not doing the raid. I probably won't do it until I get much higher because I don't care for the raid that, that they did. Um, its mechanics are okay, but I just I couldn't sit through it, force my way through it. Um, so I'll wait till I'm higher level and can brute force you know, my way through it pretty easily with a pickup group. Um but yeah, I mean, it's it's such a struggle because I like it as a game. I like the mechanics. I like the feel of the guns. You know, Destiny 2 feels like a great game for me. It just can't keep me there right now. Um, I uh, This week is Iron Banner, which is one of the PvP events that happens every few weeks now. Um, so I'll probably be playing that. It, it is Control which is, you know, basically uh, King of the Hill, Capture the Flag type thing, uh, or, yeah, more King of the Hill. Uh, maintaining control of zones. And that's fun. That's one of my favorite modes to play. So hopefully that'll give me some power and I'll enjoy myself while I'm doing it. Um, otherwise, it's a bit of a grind just waiting for the DLC, which I still have high hopes for, even though they did a stupid thing with the story. But, yeah. Good luck, man. Yeah, it's one of those things. Yeah. So. Anything else for your week? Nope. Go ahead, Adam. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, I, I was looking at it, and uh, <clears throat> one of the one of the things I didn't uh, I didn't mention about the WoW is apparently they got rid of BattleNet at some point while I was gone. Yeah, which is like a huge thing for Blizzard had like all their games on it. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't looked at it since I left, and I was like, "Whoa, what happened to Battle.net?" Yeah, I mean, I so, when did that go away? Uh some some time between when I quit and now. So I, I went and checked right. it uh, yesterday, and I just kind of perusing, and I noticed that you know I couldn't even upload the. Uh, the latest patches for this expansion before the next one came out. It's like, oh, well. Well, was that only for WoW? You're talking uh, about? No, Battle.net was Diablo. Right, uh, but that's not on there anymore because Destiny's on Battle.net. Really? Battle.net? Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Well, I'll have to check because I couldn't find it. Maybe it was only Blizzard's end that they did it? Maybe they left the time? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't touched Battle.net stuff in years and years and years. I didn't. I didn't even play fucking StarCraft Two on Battle.net, so I'm old man tier. <laughs> um, well, gentlemen, any pertinent news that came up before we roll into the topic of the week? Uh, well, besides fucking everything in the world with E3, <laughs> they uh, they put out a demo of uh, Star Citizen single player. Oh shit. Some actual gameplay footage you can see uh what's that one guy that plays uh the onion knight on game of thrones 
Uh, I know. I, I don't. You know who I'm talking name. about? Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The guy's like, oh, Stannis is a good man. Yeah, he cut off my hand for some reason, but I still like him. And uh, him and Mark Hamill are talking on the bridge of some ship, and you know some cool stuffs going on. You get talk. He talks to like some engineer, and the engineer explains how the engine works, and it's basically just a big demo of people walking around talking to this guy. Looked <laughs> yeah. really interesting. Looked really, really interesting. Yeah. So it's got me hyped for the single player because up until now I've only seen the multiplayer stuff or the stuff yeah. that would be while you're still interacting with the rest of the universe. You might be doing your own thing single player, but you know other players are still there. This is the campaign. Mm-hmm. So I'm, it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah. That's good, man. The uh, uh, Go ahead, Chris. The only other thing um, really E3 related, I had taken note during something I was watching, um, or I think actually I read uh, about Halo Infinite, because I was asking a lot of questions last time about it. Um, apparently it is a direct sequel, so it's not out of the timeline like I thought. Um, and it's focusing on Master Chief because of fan feedback. Mm-hmm. So they're backing off from the you know split between the new guy and Master Chief, and they're going back. I don't know if it's solely to Master Chief, but they're focusing more on him because the fans you know didn't like it. Right. <clears throat> Thought that was interesting. The only news thing I came across, it actually came across my Facebook feed, and I had seventeen fucking rage attacks, but we'll save it for another for one of our future episodes. Was that the World Health Organization has classified gaming disorder as a mental health condition? Yeah, we'll wow. we'll get into that. We'll we'll get into that in the future, uh, folks. Anybody curious about our thoughts on uh, nerd culture and gaming as a hobby and et cetera, et cetera. Because I'm uh, pretty sure all three of us got something to say about it. Mental health awareness cast confirmed. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, then, without further ado, let's roll into the topic for this week. Uh, getting a little bit back on track with our somewhat sort of fly by the seat of our pants schedule. Today, we are doing the end of time casts game of the year. And this year will be 1992 now you have to bear with us for this one folks because uh we have three people that are going to be discussing this uh maybe maybe a little bit longer but i i don't think it will be um looking at a consolidated list of all the games we put on we've got about 17 games to talk about and uh we're going to rank them and eventually come out with uh, our group decision for what we think is the end of time cast game of the year for 1992 uh looking at the looking at the list it's kind of in some uh order ish i'm just gonna pick a random game uh let's just go ahead and pick mega man 5 i don't know why i picked that one first i just decided (laughs) to pick that one first you pick mega man imagine that yeah so we got mega man 5 just on the list um yeah Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you had something. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> so, uh, Mega Man 5, I can tell you now, just looking at the list that we have, I don't think this is going to make our game of the year, but I felt it deserved to be somewhere in recognition, which is fine. That's what, the, that's what we have these lists for. Um, 
just looking at the games in 1992, there was a Mega Man game there, fortunately. Uh, we'll have too many more years of that down the road, so mm-hmm. uh, I'll put them in where I can get them in. <laughs> uh-huh. Let me just, so let's just pick a random one. Uh, let's say Wolfenstein 3D. Before we discuss it, 3D. before we discuss it, where do we feel this game goes? Do we feel it's above Mega Man Five or below Mega Man Five? Uh, I'd say below. Yeah, I'm. Mm, you know what? I guess I'm going to agree with my gentleman here. Uh, I was going to say. <laughs> Uh, was definitely going to say above, given the given the the uh, the idea of what first person shooter has has brought to the table, and this being such a sort of the monumental peak for it uh, in this in this style. I I don't know when Wolfenstein went from the classic Doom look to the to the updated version 3D look, but well, I think Wolfenstein 3D is pretty up there with the uh doom equivalents yeah it was and a I'm, doom clone at the at the time and it uh, if i remember correctly it only had like three levels yeah oh, oh you know but what the last one you got to kill hitler and how many games That's... can you say you get to kill hitler and <laughs> just speaking, let's just see how many times we can reference e3 in this episode gentlemen but i remember when they were talking about uh wolfenstein the the newest whatever it's going to be at this e3 they were like they they said something like gives you another reason to to uh, spread the word about killing fucking Nazis, and I love that. Mm-hmm. I love I love how they lean full forward into that kill Nazis appeal. Yeah. Um. All right. That's all right. So we got Mega Man Five, and then Wolfenstein 3D below it. Uh. Let's go with uh Lunar. So the Silver Star. I kind of feel I know where this one's going, <laughs> but gentlemen, where do we agree this goes? Uh. Oh, do oh. you do we do we think it's better or worse than Wolfenstein 3D? Better. I'm guessing Mega Man Five as well, huh? Yes. Um. Now <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that I'm I'm not gonna be the asshole. I, I can agree. It's an RPG. You're going to get more content out of it, whether I agree with the content or like the content or not. Uh, and the Lunar has its own little legacy to go with, just like Mega Man. It's just in a whole different vein. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm okay with, with, with making Mega Man succeed to that. Uh, man, we're fucking flying already. Let's go with Star Trek, the 25th anniversary. Um, I have no, I have nothing for this one, so <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of defer to. Oh, yeah, <laughs> this is a, this is like probably the best Star Trek game that I have played outside of the PC. Okay, and tell, it, tell it was us about on the it. NES of all things. Really? And, yeah, and uh, the cool thing about this was, you know, everything. I mean. Everything had little cutscenes. So mm-hmm. you start off and it's like, oh, well, we need some dilithium crystals or whatever. We need, because it's like literally the only plot line the original Star Trek liked to go with. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, we need some more since we don't carry any spares or anything like that. But we just so happen to be near a planet that has some. Yeah. So you go down to the bottom and you find out that some of your stuff doesn't work. So you can't get back and you need, you, walk through the swamp you find these little flowers that shoot like phasers mm-hmm. so you pick the flowers and walk around shooting those at enemies and dodging mm-hmm. leeches and stuff like that and the entire time they're having little star trek like conversations the entire time really good game uh it was a 
three-quarters isometric view. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like it was a side-scroller or a platform or anything like that, but you basically just walk around, and you'd go meet this witch doctor, and he says, I want three of these and four of these, and, you know, then he opens up the next area, and you go into there, and you start, you know, basically doing fetch quests for the NPCs, but as far as Star Trek games go, cream of the crop right there, especially for the NES. Yeah. I'm seeing all the other platforms. It was also a DOS and a... Uh, see, we got DOS, uh, Linux, Macintosh operating system. Yeah, Nintendo stands out to me, and I'm seeing the, I'm seeing the King of the Hill graphics for the, uh, for the NES version. But <laughs> yeah, I see all, I see the pseudo uh, adventure aspect to it as well. Um, well, I'm assuming that Adam put this one on the list. So, Adam, where do you think that goes above or below Wolfenstein? Right at the bottom. Right at the <laughs> Jesus. At the I mean, it's a good mind. game, but it wasn't no Wolfenstein 3D. Okay, <laughs> okay. I'm not, well, gonna, I'm not gonna lie. They just automatically made it to it's on the list. Top uh, of the, at the top of the Star Trek heap, bottom of the rest of it. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, there it is. Um, all right. Let's 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 make some uh, let's make some uh, more thought more thought material into this mortal Kombat. this will be the uh the first in this whole mortal Kombat lineage mm-hmm. uh this one uh now i think we discussed this on the year and i have forgotten was this the arcade version or did they happen to come out the same year uh, let's go that's a good question that. let's go check that out right now but yes that's that's on the list and we're gonna see where I'm going to see where we're going to put this on the list. So the original Mortal uh, Kombat arcade. that came out in 1992 was the arcade version. It came out in uh, October and then was released uh, later, f- sometime later. The next All year right, well, that's fi- That's fine by me because this isn't, this isn't a console-only game of the year. It's for game of the year, period. Um, and I'm, I'm understanding of this being on the list because this is a fucking phenomenon happening right here. This is the yeah. first of a, of a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was this was one of the early earlier games uh, like Doom that that really struck a a strong public fire with this whole video game violence and you know or or, or is it is it too far etc etc. Outside of that, the game itself uh it's I mean it's pretty good. It fit, fit smaller roster than Street Fighter Two had at the time. I think this was we're on the they may be on like the championship edition by this point, mm-hmm. but the the they all the characters had their own style it, the, the whole game has its own flavor that's that's vastly different from from street fighter yeah they use um, live actors instead yeah, of instead yeah. of pixel art so i don't think completely different look than anything else i can think of that was out around the time you know, it's been so long. I don't know if the first Mortal Kombat had combos or not. I do know combos were introduced, but I don't know if that was the second or third one. Do something uppercut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sweep, sweep, sweep. Infinite punch combo. some buttons. Punch some buttons. Hope hope you got the uh, fatality right. <laughs> oh, you didn't. You just punched them in the face. You won anyway. Uh knocking enemies through different aspects of the level like being on the the level that had the uh the the walkway where when you uppercut them in the fatality they would fall down and hit the spikes underneath mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah, yeah the pit yeah 
Um, and these traditions in Mortal Kombat were subsequently carried throughout the series. You had more characters, which meant more fatalities. You had the combo system uh, brought in, uh, more stage interaction, uh, more types of fatalities, more types, more different ways to kill the characters off. And I mean, it's it's a fucking engine even to this day. Uh, the last Mortal Kombat that I really gave a fuck about, like really hardcore, was Mortal Kombat X because they like they went like the injustice route of we're gonna make we're gonna retcon the series but give it a really good in depth story. A lot of people don't care for the story because it is what it is, but in my life it's really about the only thing i care about in those games which is again why i like injustice 2 so much we're not talking about injustice 2 today though we're talking about mortal kombat uh, i think we can all agree this deserves to be somewhere on the list we just got to figure out where do we uh-huh. i'm gonna guess that um it's gonna go above star trek yeah sounds like a yes. sounds like a plan <laughs> you could just assume everything else does okay uh what about wolfenstein 3d do we think it's better or worse than that game I I would say better. Yeah, better. I'd go with better. Um, Chris or Adam, one of you two, do me a favor while we're going over this. Find out how many levels were in Wolfenstein 3D because that that's kind of a crucial point for me. There were one, two, three, four, five, six. There's like eight or nine characters in Mortal Kombat, and even that is enough for me to think that that's a little bit more depth. They're involved in the Wolfenstein. Now, Wolfenstein, I'm assuming also Wolfenstein 3D or Wolfenstein period. Did it not have like co-op where that was there? Were there land? Was there land capabilities with that game? Because the multiplayer aspect as well would, will kind of weigh up against Mortal Kombat because while Mortal Kombat has a single player storyline, so to speak, per character, the multiplayer is where this game is. Like, you don't go to an arcade to experience Liu Kang's story. You go to the arcade to put your quarters on the bar and hopefully beat some six-year-old kid. <laughs> if Wolfenstein 3D has a multiplayer aspect, I would think, just like Call of Duty or any other shooter, that's where you're going to get a bulk of your play at. Um, I'll, I'll be blunt and honest. I've never played Wolfenstein 3D. I think I played a Wolfenstein sometime in my high school years for like 10 minutes. Uh, I've played the newer Wolfensteins. I played both of them, but I don't have a whole lot of knowledge with the original ones, specifically Wolfenstein 3D. I have played Mortal Kombat multiple times. Um, I kind of feel like I, I feel better putting Wolfenstein below Mortal Kombat. I kind of, kind of feel that's where that's leaning. Yeah, I that's about where I would put it. I'd put it at least above. <clears throat> I'd put it above Wolfenstein. If you ask me, yeah. I remember it having. I remember there being three name things. I remember the last one was Hitler. That's mm-hmm. that's all I can remember about the game. Yeah. Let's see. Let's yeah, see based on what I was looking up, it looks like there was three quote unquote episodes. Mm-hmm. And each of those had like ten floors to it. So you just go through the floor up, through the floor up. Um and, and they're kind of the boss. Th- yeah. And they're kind of three gotcha. main levels, so to speak. Kinda like so kinda like Doom. Doom I think Doom did that too. It had like three different three or four different areas and then every area had levels in it. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, even given that, I, I I feel like Doom would probably have a better one-on-one fight with uh with Wolf with uh 
Mortal Kombat than Wolfenstein. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, I mean, if anything, even even if you take our three opinions out of the mix, when you look at when if you were to look at all three of these together, Doom made a fucking world impact f- for all its negativity. Mortal Kombat did as well. Wolfenstein kind of was the other one that people talked about. You know, it wasn't the main one. So I'm as well cool with uh, Chris. You cool with that? Mortal Kombat above Wolfenstein? Yep. What about uh, Mega Man? Uh, do we want to keep it where it is? Do we think it's better or worse than Mega Man? I'd say Five. keep it right where it is. Yeah, I can All go right. with that. And uh, I'm, I am I can make an argument the other way, but I'm not going to because that puts Mega Man on top of Mortal Kombat. And that's cool with me. <laughs> <laughs> so give currently me something. from the... Yeah, currently from the bottom of the list, we got Star Trek 25th Anniversary, Wolfenstein 3D, Mortal Kombat, Mega Man 5, and Lunar the Silver Star. How about Streets of Rage 2? Uh, oh, yeah. Another one that I have not played, so I'm going to defer to the gentleman of the house to add some flavor to Streets of Rage 2. I, I was surprised to see Adam put this on the list. You didn't like Streets of Rage 2? So, I don't know if you listened to the episodes where we talked about it, but I actually went back and played 1, 2, and 3 because people uh-huh. kept saying 2, or Michael had mentioned that someone said 2 was better. 3 uh-huh. is the best of them. 2 was not good. You didn't like it? Mechanically, I I'm, mechanically I, may going off no, I may be going off nostalgia here. Which is totally it, fine. Because I, I, I have not played this game in the last two decades. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah. It was. Um, I can actually go back to my notes. I believe it was. Some, it was overly complicated uh, as far as diff- uh, overly difficult. Rather, uh, bosses were ridiculous. I had to use super to even damage them on a lot of the later ones. Uh, or I say mm-hmm. later. I mean like level two and three. You know, I think I got through the first level okay, and then after that, the difficulty just ramped up to where it was absurd, and I was literally dying to damage the boss. Wow, and. Overall, the mechanic changes weren't as good as they ended up with in three. So it's trying to steal yeah. your quarters. Yeah. <laughs> even right. so, the good thing about it, even if you don't think it's the better of the Streets of Rage, luckily for it, it's not here to fight the other ones. It's here to fight for Game of the Year. Uh, yeah. So what but other, what other things can you tell us? <laughs> I hear you. I hear you totally. What else can you tell us about Streets of Rage 2, Adam? Uh, your typical arcade beat em up it was one of the better ones for home console mm-hmm. and i'm uh, i'm not going to compare it to any because I've, i'm looking back through rose tinted gra- glasses i had a lot of fun with these games back in the day um but you know i remember going around you know tossing one enemy into another enemy and mm-hmm. doing the special moves and stuff like that uh, it, to me, it seemed like a very good alternative to what was what's the other one with Hagar? Uh, 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 Final Fight. I was about to say Final, Final Fight. Is that it? Yeah. It was Sega's answer to Final Fight. Yeah, Final Fight. So that I mean, it, it was almost a direct ripoff of Final Fight. To be totally honest with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. At that point, it was pretty. Similar. <laughs> yeah, I, I can remember pl- seeing that in the arcades, and then, you know, I found a Genesis game that was, you know, very similar. I was like, yep, yep, I'm snagging this. <laughs> so. 
All right. Well, with all that being said, where do we think it plays with uh, Wolfenstein 3D? Do you feel it's better or worse? Worse. Above it or below it? Worse than Wolfenstein 3D. Wow. Well, the fact that I've never played it and Chris says he doesn't like it much compared to the other ones, I think I'm also comfortable leaving that right underneath Wolfenstein 3D. That's where you you belong. Even if it was above Wolfenstein 3D, it wouldn't be above more combat. So it doesn't really matter at that point. Yeah, I completely agree. Um. All right. So moving on the list. Uh, Hugo the Third, Jungle of Doom. Wow. I, uh, yes. Uh, I, I've never heard of this game, so right. I definitely can't Me speak neither. on it. <laughs> These are some awesome games. All right. Oh. Okay. So we know who's. <laughs> oh yeah. Love this. So we know who's this one is. Oh, Adam. Yeah. The floor is, just, is yours. We are on my. We are on into my. Weird shit list. I promise okay. you that on my end and Chris's end, we will listen and we will hear you. And if you if we feel it's you gave it enough argument and we feel that it deserves to go somewhere up, we're not going to shit on it because we haven't played it. Okay. That goes for any game. All right. This is, imagine a point and click adventure game that takes the mouse away from you. What? Yeah. It's so then right- how do you point or click? You write <laughs> stuff in a box and he decides whether or not to do it. That's what the Hugo he, series he, was. He decides whether he's going to do it. Or not. Okay. Yeah, that's right. If you oh, write, if you write some man. gibberish in there, he's like, "No, nah, I don't understand what you want." You're like, "Pick up the glass," and he's like, "Fuck you." I do oh, shit. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm part. I'm. I got one foot in. I got one yeah. foot in. All right. So with a mind of its own, I'm kind of in. This was, I believe, the third in the series. Okay. And uh, that. This you basically played this guy is named Hugo and he's not really anything special, but his girlfriend Penelope keeps getting kidnapped, and uh, you're supposed to go out and you find her. It's imagine um, have you ever played Maniac Mansion? I have not. No. I think me and Chris used to play. I don't know if it's like it. What was the one we played? The ha- haunting, ha- haunter. Remember the uh, one Chris we played on the. The Genesis, uh, God, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, we you you played as a guy that could that could basically he was a ghost or whatever he could he could inhabit things and then scare people with them. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. even know if that's like Maniac Mansion. I may be completely wrong. Well, so you you start off. Uh, I, I believe this one. You start off inside a cell, and there's this witch doctor, and he's walking around. He's like mixing up the stuff, getting ready to like rip your heart out or paralyze you or something. Okay, so you have to figure out how to get out of this cage before this witch doctor kills you. This out they in the third game they just pull out all the stops, and it took me six months to figure out how to get out of this fucking cage with no guide, no internet. Wow! <laughs> oh yeah, and this is after I beat the first two games, which are pretty freaking hard in the fir- you know in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um. Turned out you had to like kill a rat and then you threw the rat at this shelf and then the thing rolled down and the witch doctor would want the thing that you grabbed from off the shelf and you'd open it and then you could clock him with it and then lock him in the cage. (laughs) And then that was the end of the first scene. There were like four or five scenes where you had to figure out all these elaborate things, and you type open drawer, and you'd be like, which drawer? And you'd be like, open the left drawer. And you'd be like, okay, I open the left drawer. Look in the left drawer. Okay, I see a pair of shoes or a key or whatever. 
And so it's all about uh, trial and error and figuring out little things that you could do to advance yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you could actually pick this up as freeware by now. It's probably yeah. abandonware. Um, but back in the day, this game provided hours of just, you know, puzzle solving gameplay. You know, especially before the internet was there and you couldn't just go, okay, well, let me just Google this shit so I can get past it. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, I wonder if I try to do this. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds interesting. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's Hugo. That, that's, that's the Hugo series. And this was the third and final, I want to say. It was the last one I played. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if, even if it's old school, it's something that, that new school games could take a lesson from that I'd love to see incorporated more and especially elaborative ways of doing it is the whole, Hey, I'm here. What should I do? And you have to tell them what to do via point and click, select an option, whatever. And it's not just, Hey, if you click this one button, I'm going to do these next 300 things. It's, Hey, I need to know kind of, you kind of got to baby me. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I like that idea because not, it on the, it's a balance. On the one hand, it's the pain in the ass because you're like, I need you to do this specific thing, but I got to tell you five different things to get there. On the other hand, the hilarity that can ensue if it's given to the right writers and the right studio, the right company, could uh-huh. make it better. You may die in some stupid way, or you may bring back a fucking banana peel when you're trying to load a gun. Like, uh, it, it could be good. It could be good. Uh-huh. Um,. All right. Well, since uh, since this game and every other game is better than Star Trek, the 25th anniversary, uh, do you think it's better or worse than Streets of Rage 2? Oh, man. As far as the enjoyment I got out of it, it was better. Yeah, I'm going to say just from hearing what you're telling me and the, the options that can come to mind, I'm feeling better. Definitely yeah. feeling better. Uh, what about, uh, Wolfenstein 3D, better or worse? Wouldn't go that far. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I mean, okay. it was a good game. It really was, but I don't think it's everybody's cup of tea. It probably mm-hmm. wouldn't have the general appeal that Wolfenstein did. Gotcha. All right. Well then, I'm, I'm in agreement. Sounds good to me. Yep. Uh, so from the bottom up, we get Star Trek 25th Anniversary, Streets of Rage 2, Hugo 3rd, Jungle of Doom, Wolfenstein 3D, Mortal Kombat, Mega Man 5, and Lunar is at the top of the heap. May or may not be there this whole time. We shall see. Next, uh, pulling a random game. How about uh, Biohazard Battle? Biohazard Battle. Um, I don't know if Adam's ever played this. I this have is not. Sega, Sega Genesis Shmup. Uh, so this is probably going to be between me and Chris. Yeah. Uh, Chris I had to throw it on, it on here. Yeah. I had and to. <laughs> I, and I, and I did not, I kind of, kind of feel a little guilty for not, but meh. Well, let's hear uh, it. given the games that it's got to go up against, I kind of feel like I should have as well. But either way, yeah, I could totally see how it deserves to be on a game of the year, uh, list. The sad thing about this game and part of the reason why, it, why I, that pushed me to not put it on the list, this game is criminally unheard of sadly mm-hmm. it's criminally unheard of even in the shmup community uh which i've dabbled in a little bit here and there 
back in the day, I got into Gradius Five really hard, and then kind of went around Gradius and found a bunch of other games. And uh, when I would bring up Biohazard Battle, people would not know what I'm talking about. That's on public forums and like chat discussions. It's crazy. But for what it is, it is a side-scrolling shmup. Uh, for those that don't know, shmup is shoot 'em up. Uh, if you've never heard of games like R Type and Gradius specifically, those are your main like go tos. Was They're it a also horizontal verti- or vertical? Uh, uh, Biohazard was was strictly horizontal. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And there are other games as well that are vertical smups. There are some that do hybrids. There's there's uh, isometric views and all that. But the idea is you're in some kind of ship or boat or something, and you are continuously shooting bullets around you and being bombarded by multiple enemies and bullets. Uh, it's also where the term bullet hell comes from. Yeah. Big thing for this one was the upgrades were uh, interesting. You had different weapons. Um, you had uh, these Card, what we call cards that shoot out from you in all directions. Um, mm-hmm. You had the green one, which nobody wanted because that was basically your basic bullets. Um, yep. You had one that bounced. Uh, I think that was the red one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yellow was the rings. I thought red was the rings that bounced. Uh, I think I thought, yellow thought... was just faster shots than green. Maybe. Um, I'm thinking, yeah, you know what? It might be the color of what it was. I'm thinking of the actual bullets. Like when I think red, I think of red, the heat seeker, which actually like ran around and heat sought enemies and destroyed them. The rings that went out were yellow, I think. Either way, either way, what somebody can give us a well, actually, if they want. Oh, we already talked about this before, too. So (laughs) I'm pretty sure (laughs) that I determined the heat seeking wasn't a thing when I went back and played. Well, I think that was vehicle specific, though. Uh, yeah, we never did figure that out. Yeah, sure. we didn't. We for... didn't do our own testing. But we yeah. just got to take my word for it because I'm never wrong. <laughs> uh, the uh, the enemy designs in this game were very good as well. It had a lot of that. For those that that, that really dug the mode seven graphics of the SNES, oh. uh, I felt like some of the enemies in this game had that effect to it. There were there was a uh, particularly comes to mind. There was like a uh, a, a leech looking enemy, but it was segmented up into a bunch of small spheres, and it would like kind of inchworm its way across the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, use that type of graphics. Giant enemy crabs comes to mind as well because that was our yeah. early boss. Uh, sadly, I never made it even in my solo place incredibly hard into the game. But I'm, sh- I mean, the, the the level designs, the graphics in the levels. There was a cr- uh, like a crumbling, uh, destroyed city in the first level. Mm-hmm. The second one was like a forest type level. Yeah. Uh, it, just all around a very good, very entertaining uh, shmup and definitely a criminally unheard of shmup in the shmup genre. Um, all that being said, Chris, uh, above or below Streets of Rage 2? Um, I would put it above. Okay. And I would also agree with that. I think that, uh, yeah, because I never played it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh Above or below Hugo the Third, Adam? What do you think? I don't know. I can't honestly say because I'd never played it. Okay, what yeah. about now? We're at the oh, war. Yeah. Y'all haven't played this game, and I haven't played that <laughs> one, so we have no reference. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Does Hugo the Third have a co-op or a multiplayer aspect to it? Not even a little bit. 
Okay. Um, that would be one thing that Biohazard would have over that game, which mm-hmm. would allow more replayability. You have actually, th- I want to say it was either three, Chris, or four different ships you could pick from four. every time you play through as well. Four. Yep. So you could always pick the same four ships, or you could pick different ones. And I'm going to stick by my guns and say that the that the ships have different abilities you can pick as well. Uh, I don't know how many total levels there were. Chris, you may want to check on that real quick. Yeah, uh, I, I made how, it to three, I think, on my playthrough yeah. using save states. I so. think mine was three or four, same thing. Uh, how, if if you were to go through Hugo the Third, Adam, in pretty much a, not, not, not a perfect way, but if you were to just, like, you knew all the answers and knew what switches to flip and what things to do, how much, how many hours of gameplay would you roughly guesstimate you could get out of this game? If you knew exactly what to do in the most mm-hmm. efficient manner possible, mm-hmm. it'd probably take you about an hour to beat the game. Okay. I think if you, I think that probably about maybe maybe about half an hour or more for for uh for the but but for, I think for both games as well, I, I feel like Hugo the Third, given the the way that you're describing the game, it ha- it has a little bit more replayability slash more gameplay life because you're gonna get a lot of shit wrong. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of there's there is guess there's guess and check in in shmups, but it's more it more comes down to muscle memory. Uh, it more comes down to level advancement, knowing what enemies are coming from where, and then getting better at it. Where this game seems like you've got to almost how how anal is it when it comes to getting shit wrong? Like, is it literally f- guess, fail, 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 get it right, guess, fail, 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 or is it is it pretty forgiving? Uh, it's pretty ruthless. It's mm. pretty ruthless. It's like you know, open the drawer, but you misspelled open, so he goes, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Yeah. So, it's one of those things where you learn how to type correctly and fast, especially when you yeah. got an enemy running at you, and you got to be like, mm-hmm. "Type, pick up this thing, shoot him with this thing." Yeah, and, uh, Biohazard Battle had eight levels. Okay, all right. Um, I'm I'm kind of leaning, and again, it's up for discussion. That's what this episode's for. Many like it. Uh, I'm I'm kind of leaning toward putting Biohazard above on. One of the one of the reasons being is that if I'm going into a game and my failure is determined by my type speed or type rate or a misspelling or something like that, as opposed to I should have fucking got a better weapon or shot better, I feel like I would want to go back to Biohazard as opposed to wanting to go back to Hugo the Third. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you don't do you guys like, think? You don't like typing of the dead, is what you're trying to tell me. Oh no no no! <laughs> Woo, daddy. Ooh, what that game is way fucking better than it should be. Um, <laughs> no, I mean again, I haven't played Hugo the Third either, so I'm not shitting on it because I don't know it. It's just given given from what I'm hearing. Well, this is uh, that this is back be, that, in the old school style of any if you can remember any point and click adventure games mm-hmm. where they were snarky and they made fun of you for not doing the right thing and. Yeah, you know the the consequences were dire. That's uh that that was Hugo. Mm-hmm. I think and you see I that, think you actually moved around with the arrow keys. And, and see that puts a plus in its side when you say that there's like it's not just okay I I did the wrong thing I typed the wrong thing I typed the wrong answer fail. There's feedback from the game that's either comedy or humor or 
poking fun at you. I like that. It lets mm-hmm. you down, but lets you down easy. Um, this is actually a tough decision, man. Uh, I, I'm just kind of feeling like Biohazard squeaks out what? on this one. I mean, there's no saying we can't have a tie. Yeah, right given there? given this far down the list, true enough, but still, I'll give it to y'all. It's a, it ain't gonna hurt Hugo's legacy to be one down. Yeah, uh, let's give Biohazard something. Let's 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 let's, <laughs> let's give a little. Let's give, we'll go ahead and put we'll go ahead and put Biohazard up there. Um, now is it better or worse than Wolfenstein? Oh, man, I gotta say, man, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of feeling Biohazard again. Yeah, I, I don't. Biohazard. Yeah, I don't know if I ever played Wolfenstein 3D, but I think I might have a little bit. But just what I know about the game, I think personally, even, I would put it above it. Even with Wolfenstein 3D having that 3D isometric view, I feel the color palette the life the character that is biohazard battle is steps above wolfenstein yeah uh wolfenstein is pretty two-dimensional for what it is even though it's 3d mm-hmm. uh multiplayer they would both have multiplayer i i would imagine if 3d had multiplayer it would be fairly more it would it would probably get more hours of, of multiplayer replay val- value out of it uh but i feel maybe the more fun is the co-op for me yeah. um what do you think adam you think shmup or 3d isometric first person shooter i would say that wolfenstein had more of an impact a lasting mm-hmm. impact than that it yeah yeah that is true um, this is a sad case for Biohazard. The fact that it's so criminally unheard. I'm I'm mm-hmm. sure people are listening to us right now, going Star Trek Biohazard. What the fuck is this shit? But <laughs> talking about Resident I Evil. Mean, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think you know. I'm again. It's it's so far down the list right now. Yeah. It's not. It's not a huge concern. I'm comfortable with Biohazard being where it is. I'm okay with that as um, well. If you ask me which of the two I'd go play, I'd probably go play Biohazard Battle again. But, yeah, Wolfenstein, I mean, th- there is no Biohazard 4 out right now. There's definitely a a trumpeted, carried-on Wolfenstein series. So, that's fine by me. Wolfenstein, you can you can have your spot. <laughs> let's, make it, uh, let's make it a little bit more interesting this time. How about X-Men, the arcade game? Um... Have all three of us played this genuine original arcade game? If it's the one I'm thinking of, then yes. It's the one where they had like the Sentinels and you fight them in the streets. Yes, this was the six-player multiplayer arcade game. Okay, yeah. I have played that. Yep. This, uh, there were other ones like it. There have been other ones like it in his time, but I think this was one of the originals. This is one of the original memory type games. Uh, again, six players on the screen at one time. A multitude of X Men you can play as. Side scrolling, beat 'em up, uh, health pickups. Uh, that's not a bullet. I don't know why I said that. Just saying, it's it's an aspect of the game. Um, uh, 
I only played this a few times in the arcade, and unfortunately, I never got a full six people. I've I've been around and watched when six people were playing at one time. It it seems crazy to think of, especially when it's a six player co op arcade game. Yeah, but but it worked. I mean, it worked very well. Uh, what do you guys think? I think it ate a lot of quarters when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, that too. It had its fair amount of difficulty. Yeah, I think that's why I didn't play it that much, because I ran out of quarters. <laughs> that's back when only the rich could survive. Right? Yeah. Um, And if just so we're clear, by the way, this I think that there was a... There were... I think there was two versions of this arcade. I'm, I'm saying, I think. I'm looking at the wiki now, just so we're clear. Because I remember there being, like, there were two screens. I think there was a four-player and a six-player. The six-player used, uh, yeah, it does. It says it right here. Konami made a six-player version of the game utilizing two screens housed in a lux cabinet. Uh-huh. This was one of the reasons why it was a draw to me. I didn't even know that this didn't come in a, a four-player mode. I thought this was the way to play it. And seeing it on two screens was kind of fucking crazy uh but either way i mean it, it, it's pretty well known in the classic uh arcade setting i mean it made a pretty big impact on just it's just the beat-em-up genre is is something that is if you don't know what that's like playing a co-op beat-em-up game in an arcade uh doing it at home is one thing yeah true enough but doing it in the mm-hmm. arcade in a public setting it's 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 something it's very fun and it's this is one experience. of the hallmarks yeah and this is one of the hallmarks of that so um all right where do we think this goes above or below streets of rage 2 i'm above yeah definitely gonna, yeah. I'm gonna say above tell you what let's just stop me when you think it goes below it uh hugo jungle of doom i'm gonna say above biohazard battle i mean hey look biohazard's got two player co-op with eight levels no doubt this thing has four to six yeah. uh uh-huh a bigger yeah just yeah sorry biohazard <laughs> gotta go above you my friend uh wolfenstein 3d mm, i mean just the color palette and the sprite design alone makes me want to go above wolfenstein uh yeah. i feel wolfenstein does have that popularity as adam brought up but uh-huh. uh, x-men as well has that popularity just not on yeah, the notoriety part still of around. It. yes they are and this <laughs> arcade game is like a this is something that people bring up you know when people bring up like street fighter 2 and killer instinct and that crazy revolution x gun game they also still bring up x-men you press that little so. button and blast people with your mutant power yeah so fun N- now for the arcade fight though Mm-hmm. What do we think is better in the time? Do we think uh, Mortal Kombat or X-Men is the better, specifically the arcade game? I remember fighting to get in line for Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. walking right up to the X-Men thing every single time I wanted to play it. Yeah. <sighs> this is a tough one, man. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I guess if I Mortal mean... Kombat had six controllers, it wouldn't have been so bad. <laughs> These are two completely different 
mentalities when you get into these games they both have a single player aspect to them yes they both have their pseudo uh story whether you take it seriously or not but when the multiplayer action when the when the multiplayer aspect of the arcade games come into play these are two dynamically different you mortal combat you fight each other these x-men games you fight together so that is kind of like a 50 50 it's depending on which one you want to do you know two people can play this game co-op two people are going to fight each other which one did you want to do uh the character animations they were both well done in both again given their yeah. times uh mortal Kombat used live an- a- animators uh actors for theirs x-men did not but they look like the genuine x-men style mm-hmm. uh the, their sprite design fit the motif of the comic characters they came from sound design well, i mean they both got good sound design they both got good graphics in their own right uh, this is kind of going to come down to feeling, gentlemen. Um, uh, let's see. What's a, what's a, what's a crapshoot way we can do this? If you were in an arcade by yourself and you went to go to one of these arcade cabinets, which would you go to? Mortal Kombat or X-Men? X-Men. I'd probably go to X-Men. Yeah, I, if I saw the two, like, and I didn't know the hype train around Mortal Kombat, if I didn't see, like, 7,000 people gathered around Mortal Kombat with 14 little kids going, guys, it's blood, right? I would (laughs) probably go straight to X-Men because fucking duh. That, and the original Mortal Kombat has not aged well. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if you've played an arcade cabinet with Mortal Kombat that still has functioning controls. But they don't feel like they have functioning controls when you You play. know what? I'll completely agree because when you go back and play this old X-Men game, oh man, it's yeah. it's still got it. It's it's still got it. Um I'm fine with that. Fine with that completely. What about Mega Man 5? Do we think it's above or below Mega Man 5? No, I'd say below five. that. Yeah. Mm. Man, you guys are just I think I think you guys are trying to be my friends. I think that's what this is. But <laughs> yes, I agree. Mega Man 5 has eight separate bosses. They have there's secrets in the, there's there's power-ups, there's 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 ending game design. There's uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say for multiple reasons Mega Man 5 not in a beat your face in way is is above X-Men the arcade game. Um, so for those keeping track, uh, we're a little over halfway through this list, but we got Star Trek 25th anniversary starting at the bottom, by the way. Uh, then Streets of Rage 2, Hugo 3, Jungle of Doom, Biohazard Battle, Wolfenstein 3D, Mortal Kombat, X-Men, the arcade game, uh, Mega Man 5 and Lunar still at the top of this heap, living it up. I love it. Um, let's go with, uh, Echo the Dolphin. Uh, have we all three played Echo the Dolphin? Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So, and, and I'll admit, uh, my experience with it is not that like grand. I think I've made it a level or two into this, and this is well yeah. over two, two and a half decades ago. <laughs> um, some good things we can say about Echo. I mean, given the time for what it was, it had it had pretty graphics. It had great water, you know, good animations style. Good. Yeah, yeah. You were a dolphin. You were a freaking yeah. dolphin. It was like it's, the only game you could play to this day where you could be a dolphin. Yeah, this is this has to be one of those games back in the day where 
where a company and there 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 were several like it before that I know, and there have been several after, but this has got to be one of those games, especially in Sega's corner, where they promoted the absolute fuck out of this game because I saw ads for Echo everywhere, and I have it in my head. The reason why they they pushed this so much is like, guys, we understand what you're thinking. You're flipping through your Nintendo Power or or your Game Pro or your EGM. You're looking at these games, and then you come across this you flip a page and here's an ad for a game with about a dolphin and you immediately fucking switch the page because who the fuck cares about playing as a dolphin <laughs> how would you play as a dolphin why would you play as a dolphin what is the point of the game and then you flip back to the page and you read over the thing and go eh, okay and they this thing was everywhere like they they had a huge campaign to push this game and then when you actually or if you actually got the game barred it rented it whatever and played it the controls for it were okay i mean you uh-huh. you 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 had mechanics for for dashing forward and doing flips and 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 swimming really fast and jumping out of the water and doing flips and shit and using your echo uh your Location. echo shit yeah, yeah. Uh, i mean it was it the greatest thing in the world no but for a game that said, hey, you should check this out because here's why you should play as a dolphin, did a pretty good job. I do believe at the end of the game you fought aliens. I I still remember that to this day. Not because I played it and beat it, but because I remember seeing a picture of a giant fucking yellow slash golden silhouette of the face of a actual alien for the movie Aliens. Uh, <laughs> I think that's what the story turned out to be. I never made it that far, so I couldn't I, tell you. This game was so difficult um i made no progress i got to a point when i was literally bashing my dolphin's nose against the wall because i couldn't figure out where i was going what i was supposed to be doing yeah and i think now that there's many reasons why that is that way just general game game design could be one of them true but i think that that's kind of a negative toward the game if you're making mm-hmm. a game that's completely bonkers off the wall uh let's take let's take a recent example take octodad they give you a game and the premise is you're playing as a dad that you're playing as an octopus you're thinking mm, uh, okay sure in my call of duty mario shadow of the colossus mind sure i'm playing as an octopus and they go ah but it's it's quirky because see it's hard to control and that adds to the humor because the game revolves around the humor aspect of it ah that's fun mm-hmm. but if i have a game where you're telling me hey you get to play as a dolphin and i go all right game i'm giving you a try and four hours later i haven't made it past the first or second level yeah <laughs> like don't yeah. make it too fucking difficult mm-hmm. you know you see all the star oh. kissed tuna guys out there just Rolling around with their nets, trying to grab you. <laughs> so all that being said, uh, do we think it's better or worse than Streets of Rage 2? Better. Uh, yeah, I'd put it better. Yeah, I'd put it I'd put it better because you two said so. That's how I'm doing it. He's <laughs> like, I'm keeping out of this. I'm neutral. Uh Hugo the third. Adam, what do you think? Below below hugo the third okay um why would you put it below hugo what puts hugo above the number i'm going straight off the number of hours that i had and that i got out of enjoyment out of this no i told you i spent six months trying to beat this game Mm -hmm. that's six months of me attempting it every day 
I okay. feel without having played it, so talking completely out of my ass, uh-huh. if I'm given these two games that are both difficult in their own manner, their own reason, if I'm going through Echo and it's just difficult because of the game designed to be difficult or the controls are off or there is some arbitrary reason why design. it's difficult, yeah, I'm more likely to put that down than a game that seemingly under the cover has several like dialogue choices or like I you know I may fail 10 times but I may get a different fail response or it's going to it's going to humor me I'm going to get a chuckle out of my failures uh, you suddenly I, discover a new you know way to phrase something and suddenly it pops in your head oh man let me just try this out oh it worked right you know I would probably want to get good at Hugo Third as opposed to a game that's just broken or artificially designed to be bad. Yeah. Uh, slash hard. Hugo was um, the Dark Souls of DOS. <laughs> I was going to say like Echo it, was the Dark Souls of Sega. Yeah. Um, I'm semi-comfortable with keeping it down below Hugo. What do you think, Chris? Does that sound, yeah. sound fine? Totally fine. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, let's find let's find another battle royale to come up. Uh, let's go oh with boy. Street Fighter Two Turbo. Yeah. So at this point, there have already been some Street Fighters out. Uh, yeah. There's already been some Street Fighter Twos out, and this is another in the long line of Street Fighter Two games. Uh, specifically, at this point, let me let me remember. Let me try to look up real quick because I was think in 1992 Hyper, they were like championship and then turbo and they yeah, all there came out three like of the same them that year. year. Yeah, yeah, there, there was were a few of them. In, there were a few of them in 1992. Um, Capcom can't count to three. Let's see, we got Street Fighter Two Turbo Hyper Fighting. I'm guessing that's the one that we're talking about, and uh, also Street Fighter Two Championship Edition. Yeah. Um. Either way, I mean, you 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 said Street Fighter Two, and it's already kind of understood why it would be on anybody's list anywhere. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to pull up to see the actual differences and what came out between these two games, just so people know. I want to say uh, it was just the speed. Yeah, Turbo was faster fighting. Um, mm-hmm. Champion Edition added the four champions, I guess, or was that the Warrior World Warrior? I, I think World Warrior World was the basic War- one. Yeah, World Warrior had the eight uh, original characters. Championship Edition allowed you to play as the four boss characters. Right. Mm. And then yeah. uh, Hyper not only increased the speed of combat, but it also allowed you to do something that had never been done before, which was pick the same fucking character and then palette swap them. <laughs> wow. Wow. I want Chun Lee. No, I want Chun Lee. We both got Chun Lee. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. When I put this on my list, I just put two because I didn't really care what version. Yeah. Yeah. This is the definitive fighting game. Yeah. Um, so in any in any event, again, just it's easy to fall back on a very simple thing. You said Street Fighter Two. It's understandable. It's on a list. Mm-hmm. Uh, if this was some fighting game list, I could completely understand. Um, all that being said, if, if the audience isn't real versed on Street Fighter 2, specifically this edition, I think we brought it up in our, uh, 1990, 1992 game in review. And I mean, 
you can look up Street Fighter 2 blank, 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 whatever, <laughs> anywhere on the internet. Not saying you can't go to us for some info, but oh my god, there's Street Fighter shit out the world. There are blogs upon wikis upon information, so it's 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 kind of a thing, folks. If you don't know, in the fighting game world, Street Fighter 2 is a pretty big deal mm-hmm. all that being said gentlemen let's get down to the nitty-gritty where do we think it falls on this list uh let me, let's let's put it somewhere in the middle let's, let's just start, go out and start it right above mortal Kombat. <laughs> do we that's do kind we, of what i was thinking yeah i i i, <laughs> I was gonna i was gonna kind of cut some time off it because that definitely sounds good to me i'm i'm a, i'm good with it being above mortal Kombat. i mean all these other games are good but oh my god the phenomenon alone even if yeah. the game was mediocre the the tidal wave of phenomenon would be overwhelming mm-hmm. um so now we so we already got one arcade fight out of the way completely sorry mortal Kombat. you've uh you are not the definitive I'm, fighting game like I'm sorry, <laughs> I really am. You are good. There is no doubt about yeah. it. You're up in the top of these arcade games, but Street Fighter just seems to edge you out all the time. Uh, X Men, the arcade game. What do we think? Higher. I'm gonna say higher. As yeah, well. I'd say higher because uh, of impact. Yeah, the yeah. impact and uh, yeah. nobody played you know X Men in tournaments to make you know thousands of dollars. Yeah, this the, the I mean the game to this day is still argued and still played over and I mean I'm sure there's there's arcade subsets for X-Men game as well. I don't think that but, game destroyed any families or friendships or <laughs> <laughs> um there aren't many debates I know of where people say X-Men the Ar- the 1992 arcade game is the definitive X-Men arcade game, you know, it's <laughs> uh Mega Man 5 above or below it. Sorry Mega Man. That's yeah. okay. I agree as well. Street Fighter goes above it, but that's okay. Uh, it's not a fight. I'm really concerned about about uh, losing there. The next one's going to be very interesting. Street Fighter Two Turbo versus Lunar. Sorry, Lunar Star Story. Uh, I really hate. I really hate putting this above Lunar, but I'm going to have to because there's just so you, you can't beat Street Fighter Two when it comes to the. I mean. The game is genre defining and it endures to this day. You could pick up Street Fighter 2 right now, play it, and it'd be a good game. Could you not with Lunar the Silver Star? Yeah, you totally could. But uh, for the <laughs> one the- with for the one on the that we're talking this is, about. Yeah, Sega C D. That one would be it would be kind of dated. It's still it, fine. I've recently you played play it. It's not that you play dated. One of the, you can play one of the remakes. No, don't, because they're better. garbage. Damn. Somebody doesn't like the remakes. No. I don't, like, a, I don't like the most recent remake, but I do like the one for the PlayStation. Changed too much. Let me let me add my little bit of weight in here, and mm-hmm. I'm going to let you two have the rest. Okay. I... I it's you're pitting an RPG up against a fighter, yep. specifically yeah. an arcade fighter. So I I understand completely. These two are like fighting. They, they these are two out not so outclassed. They're just this is a fucking Muay Thai fighter versus a boxer. I mean, you, yeah. your differences. But Lunar is an RPG. 
Uh-huh. which has a long story, which I'm certain has extra objectives, maybe side missions, little side stories. It, it's it got a leveling system, uh, item procurement, various enemies to fight and overcome, various bosses to fight and overcome. I don't know, guys, does it have a new game plus feature, or once you beat it, that's it? No, no. that's it. Not back then, no. So, you, I mean, you play it once, it's kind of done. However, with Street Fighter, you can kind of play that solo game all you want, but if you don't have people to fight against, I'm talking about myself in particular, the game kind of loses it. Uh, if I went back and played Street Fighter 2 Turbo back in 1992 and then played it today, it would be just to play the same story again. If I play Lunar, if I like this RPG, being an RPG-minded person, if I knew I liked this RPG, I would probably play this game 10, 15, 20 times in my life. You know, I'm looking at you, Final Fantasy VI and Chrono Trigger and, and Final Fantasy VII that I played multiple times. Um, there is multi, there's multi-play value to Lunar. There's multiplayer value to Street Fighter. Uh-huh. Um, this is definitely tough, so guys. This is kind of, this is kind of depends on the person, really. Yeah, I, I was, suppose. I was going to say, if you're not a fighting game fan, then, you know, if you don't know about the impact it had, you know, kind of like we were talking about comparing, you know, Mortal Kombat with X-Men. If you didn't know the impact it had in that scene or in that genre, how would you put it, you know? Um, but it did have an impact. It's still a thing now. I feel so, like I, yeah. I feel like if... the if the statement is made, Street Fighter 2 was the greatest game of 1992, I feel like that would be the world just knowing what the fuck Street Fighter 2 was. I wouldn't necessarily say that that makes it a game of the year for the end of time cast. We have to decide ourselves what we think is better. Mm. Uh, <sighs> this comes down to it. It's it's. Do you want to have a game that is strong single player? Do you want to have a game that is strong multiplayer? And that is, I don't know if that question has a, a correct answer. Be totally honest with you. I got to tell you, I'm going to tell you where my vote goes. Even though I didn't care for it, even though it wasn't like a RPG that I just fell head over heels in love for, mm-hmm. I would probably put Lunar over Street Fighter. It'd be a tough fucking fight. It'd be a drag out. But the RPG element, the life, the charm of that game, the replayability, uh, all that, the story involved in it, the bosses, the, all that just kind of wins over at the end of the day uh, with a sunset. For right. me. Now, let me yeah. just go ahead and state that I fucking love Lunar. But here is why I don't think it should be number one. If you look at the Lunar game, <clears throat> what did it really, really add to the genre? It was kind of a by-the-numbers RPG. It had some unique things that were unique because the Sega CD was trying to show out. It had yeah, the little cutscene kind of things. Yeah, the cutscenes uh, were great. But other than other than that, which other RPGs did and did better eventually... And, you know, FMVs and cutscenes weren't really a huge part of RPGs until Final Fantasy VII, you know, blew it out the water and made everybody say, well, here's the new standard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Lunar tried to and could have set that bar 
years earlier, but they didn't. Street Fighter did. Street yeah. Fighter set all the standards for fighting games. And it's like, is this game better than Street Fighter? No, fuck that game. <laughs> that's, that, that's the way that you judge fighting point. games from then on. Um, that is a solid and point. I love Lunar. I love that game to death. But it, when you boil it down, the story was by the numbers. The gameplay was by the numbers. There were some unique little twists on the standard tropes, but it didn't really veer too far outside the lanes, you know? Yeah. So yeah. that that's where I'll put it. I'm not I'm not play freaking Lunar if you can. Whichever version you can find. Preferably so. What do you say, Chris? Um so I you know, I get it. Um See, here's where my personal dilemma is, because Lunar for Sega CD is my favorite game of all time. Mm-hmm. So this is a game that has stuck with me since I played on Sega CD, however many years ago that was. Um, mm-hmm. This was one of my first RPGs, if not the first, where I actually, you know, played, played it, you know, uh-huh. and not like Fantasy Star 3, I think it was, which was also on Sega CD that kept eating my save and, you know. I didn't enjoy it overall as much. But mm-hmm. even though it's being compared, you know, to being a kind of standard RPG, I don't it it's not a complicated story by any means, but the way they executed it, I don't think I've quite played another RPG that was like it. Mm-hmm. So even though it didn't define things in the genre, um, it still stuck out as its own game. And was enjoyable for, you know, many reasons. Um, the F and the, the uh, cut scenes were well done. Um, they weren't overplayed. Um, the music was one of the big parts of the game. Um, I've mentioned this before, but the intro, before you ever get into the game, the intro song that plays with that cut scene is one of the only video game songs on my playlist. That's mm-hmm. not something I do, but this song, the intro, made it on there, you know. So, yeah. and this is a Sega CD game. Yeah, yeah. So for its time, pretty good. Um, I, I recognize the impact Street Fighter Two had, and if it's going to be over Lunar, that'd be the only reason why I put it over. It was just purely impact. Adam, let me ask you, uh-huh. if we were to put Street Fighter and leave it below Lunar, would you be upset? Nope. I think that's exactly what we should do then, gentlemen. I, <laughs> I mean, it, it it is what it is. Look, Lunar is, it. I, I say that it stayed in the lines, but it, it, that doesn't, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. yeah it was Let, paint by numbers RPG, but... It nailed it. It knocked everything it tried to do right out of the park. It definitely belongs in this fight. This is the other good thing about this, guys. Check this out. Adam, if I were to put in front of you Street Fighter II Turbo, Lunar, Silver Star, which would you play right now? Right now. I would play both of them simultaneously and die. No, 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 you wouldn't. I know you'd play Lunar. If I had a friend, I would play Street Fighter. If I didn't have a friend, I would play Lunar. Adam, if you were sitting in my house right now, I'd say, hey, why don't I play Lunar and you show me what I'm missing in this game? I would pick an RPG over that game. That's okay. me. Chris, you? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, then, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, you are a phenomenal game. At the end of time, Cass acknowledges you for the fucking wealth. And again, we're, we're treating Street Fighter 2 Turbo as if it's the Street Fighter 2 game. It's certainly not. It's one of. The Street mm-hmm. Fighter 2 phenomenon was a thing. But this is the end of time, Cast. And I know all three of us are RPG fucking lovers. And yep. if anything, that there are two of us here that would go, oh, yeah, Lunar. And I've made, I've made it understood as well that I played through Lunar. I just didn't necessarily get into it but i know a damn good rpg i know i would play an rpg before i would play a fighting game like that uh if it was like injustice 2 versus lunar i mean it's got more death but two, shut up doesn't count this is 1992 <laughs> and so far we're gonna put street fighter 2 just below lunar but below is where it goes Woo, that was oh boy that was, that was probably the hardest one that was the one wow. i was actually worried about I was like, this is this one. I've got to have my P's and Q's ready to make this (laughs) make this point, but not trash Lunar at the same time. Right, and that's fine. I mean, you got this is something that I mean, Chris makes kind of jokes about it, but I make it understood as well. I think was it was it last year, Chris, or year before? I think it was ninety one, where it was Mega Man Four. I mean, that was a year, Adam, that had my number one video game of all time was in that year that didn't make the number one list i don't even chris i think it made like number four number five like it, it didn't come anywhere close to number one mm-hmm. i'm willing to put my like whoa shits aside for a little bit of common sense a little bit of like understanding uh and especially if there's a game that you play that it's like whoa your boobs guys you didn't even fucking know about this you know if we had never played Bad Company 2, uh, you make a good fucking case for Battlefield Bad Company 2, it's going to be heard. Yeah. Um, well, it's all about general. As long as we know where what the game in 1995 is going to be, we're good. <laughs> and even so, I mean, we we just spent like, what, 15, 20 minutes talking about Street Fighter 2. If anything, it got its fucking due proper. You know, it got its due time. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not upset about it. Not even yeah. a little bit. That was a, you know, it belongs on the list. And if it's going to lose to a game, Lunar is a good candidate. <laughs> yes, I agree. All right, all right. We're getting this. We're getting into the thick of it, though. We're, we got some more heavy hitters coming. Let's go with a slightly easier one. Let's go with a palate cleanser game. How about Mario Paint? It's on the list. Uh, have all have you two played Mario Paint in no. some fashion? No? Define played. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Uh, I put this game on the list. It's not necessarily one that I care about being up in the top even 10. It's just a fact of what it was and what it brought to a console market. It, it got a lot of inter- it got more entertainment value out of me than I suspected it would. I mean, they shipped it with a mouse pad and a mouse and it's 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 fucking having paint from Windows but on a Super Nintendo console. And surprisingly, it worked. You had a drawing function where you had multiple uh uh ends to draw with, a pencil, a pen, spray paint, all that stuff. Uh you could draw anything you want. You could color anything you want. For the most part, it was all up to your imagination. That's kind of what the game was about. Um, it had a it had a video editor. Uh, kind of, sort of, more like a GIF animation. Uh, 
Uh-huh. Basically, you could draw pictures and put them in succession, and it would play it like a flip book. It had that. It had a music editor, which, yeah, it only had select icons, but, yeah, you could make little music files, so that was a thing. I felt, if anything, it just needed to be mentioned for what it was this year. This was one of those crazy, weird, peripheral kind of things Nintendo did, and when I got my hands on it, I got way more, way more play out of it than I than I decided. Um, kind of all I want to say on uh, Mario Paint. Let's uh, let's talk about where we're going to put it on this list. So. I'm thinking that maybe we should start as well somewhere in the middle. Um, I don't know because uh, I don't know how much experience you guys have in Mario Paint. Um, none. <laughs> I would I'm, say it's it's pretty uh, memorable. Yeah, I mean it's got as much replay value as you know Paint if you're adding music to it. It's just MS uh, Paint with Mario. I mean, yeah. personally, just from what I've heard, I'd immediately give it Echo the Dolphin. You know, no problem. Yeah. yeah. I'll leave it up to Adam whether Hugo gets and then we can, you know, discuss Biohazard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I feel it's, it's cuter. Go ahead. I would say it's probably, Yeah, you know, I would stick it like right under Mega Man at starting. Wow. Wow. Uh, I don't know if I'd put it above... Huh, Mortal Kombat. Let's start let's start there at end. Do we think this is bigger better than or worse than Mortal Kombat? Mm. I mean, it's got a novelty play to it. You know, it's it's the idea of walking into a into a mouse controlled program and drawing things you, your limits or your imagination slash the palette they give you. I think, that, I think that's helped its persistence. I've heard a lot of uh, modern songs and modern, uh, you know, old retro music recreated on there. Yeah. And uh, you can still, you know, go on YouTube and find videos of people making songs in Mario Paint. I just don't know how I feel about putting Mario Paint above the original Mortal Kombat, though. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say that it's a, it, it sounds weird to say it. I'll give you that. Yeah. You were saying, Chris, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I've never played it, but we As got some game, heavy hitters it's like, here. It's like a, it's not even really a game. Yeah, it's I not. I guess it's, it's the m- weird thing is it's, it's, it's a freaking paint slash audio tool i don't know how like novelty would be kind of a, a hit between these two and we're specifically talking 1992 as well like how much could you go back to mortal Kombat? how much could you go back to mario paint how much would you want to go back to mario paint unfortunately for me i kind of play both of these around the same time and i kind of went back to them equally um I mean, you have you have creativity as a means for play or a reason to play for one, and the other one is competition. I would say it's got innovation and utility for sure. Yeah. But um, as a game, I think Mortal Kombat wins because it is a game. 
I'm kind of, I'm feeling like it'd be a knockdown drag out fight as as weird as that is to sound to say, but I kind of (laughs) feel like Mortal Kombat would win over. Um, I know even, and again, this is, this is us three, not the world. Uh Um, I know even me that the one thing that, that Mario Paint made me realize is that I'm not as creative as I thought as I think I am. <laughs> at least nineteen, at least the 1992 version did. Just killed all how, your little dreams. Right I don't in know how more, Well, specifically, like going to the the music editor. Like maybe it's just that I'm not as musically inclined as I think I as I, I would like to be. But I mean, they give you several different sound options to pick from and they're you know for what they are on the super nintendo they're genuine sounding you know there's a piano and a horn and a fucking cat meowing and you can use those in time to make you know music as pseudo music as you can but i usually turned out shit and uh, it was fun to draw around with a pad for a while and it was fun to try to make some music things you know speed up music slow it down uh take the pitch and turn it up and down etc etc make little flip book animations maybe Uh but i felt like at the end of the day i got i got more personal fun and draw from mortal kombat um, I think I'm good with putting. I think I'm good with putting that right below Mortal Kombat. I mean, it, we're really comparing, essentially, like Mortal Kombat to Adobe Acrobat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like you, which one's more useful? Obvious just, winner. You know, <laughs> the Mario Paint has the advantage of having the Mario's face on it. You know, it's got the Mario. Uh, Little little tidbits in it. It's got a Yoshi in it and a Mario and yada yada yada. You know, so. you want to compare okay, an well. Excel spreadsheet to freaking Mortal Kombat? Then yeah, okay. <laughs> what about this perspective? If it didn't have Mario, would it have been as good? Would it probably have been not. as popular? Uh, probably not as popular as good. I mean, what actually Mario was in Mario Paint? Uh, you had the little I'd Mario to- jumping on the mushrooms. As the music played, you know, you had... Uh, yeah, I had the hit. Mario was running the Mario sounds. Song, yeah. Had a couple Mario sounds, yeah, but it had a lot of generic things, too, like the plane and the the, the horn and yada, yada, yada. Uh, it did have some Mario stamps for your drawing part, but yeah, I get what you're saying, Chris. I think, if Mar- I think if Mario was taken away from this, while I would argue not as popular, I think it still would offer almost the same experience you know it's it's drawing painting making little makeshift flip book art movies and and creating little music notes uh, music with 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 music note stamps i will say this it is hands down better than mario is missing <laughs> on this weekend agree uh i think we've given mario paint enough it's it's due justice as well i'm cool with it sitting below mortal Kombat. that's totally fine my man that's fine not a hill that I want Mario Paint to die on. Um, let's see. We're getting to some nitty gritty guys. Oh yeah, man. Uh, let's take another one out of the way. How about Hook? Hook. Hook. And I, I never played this Hook, and I've only seen the movie one time. So this is gonna be. This is not my fight. <laughs> All right, Chris, you ever played this? Nope. Really, man. Another All one. All on you. That's okay. That's, that's okay. That's all right. I'm, I'm gonna enlighten y'all. Okay. On some games y'all missed. Um, <clears throat> Hook is a very, very well done um, movie adapt- adaptation to a game. And it's one of the few okay. times in this era where it got done well. Um, 
It is a your basic side scrolling platformer. It's got you know some a little bit of flair from the movies, but the thing that really stuck out in my mind and has never left. And the very first level, you start off. I guess it wouldn't be. Would it be horrible to spoil the movie? It's. Uh, I mean, hey, spoiler, I mean the damn thing's like, warning for the hook movie. If anybody <laughs> you know from nineteen ninety one. Yeah, I mean, you know, you had damn near thirty years to watch it. But there you go. We did our part, Adam. Yep. I'm pretty sure 30 years after release, it's no longer spoiler territory. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you have Robin Williams, who is uh, Peter Pan, but grown up. And he goes back in uh, into this the Neverland as an adult and basically beats the shit out of a bunch of kids to reclaim his leader, leadership of the Lost Boys. Well, that part is the first level. Okay. And... The thing that, the thing that like stuck out to me when I was playing it, and this is just a small little detail, but it's, it's one of those things that I remembered is in every other level you killed the enemies, but in the very first level you beat the crap out of them and they surrendered and they stood there with their hands up in the background. Hmm. So you'd fight, you'd get your little, you had like a little wooden sword and you just, ha, ah, fuck you lost boy. And he'd, you know, Put his hands up, he'd drop his sword and be like, oh, yep, I submit. And you'd platform over to the next little area and then you'd beat the crap out of that. You had a little meter that would fill up, that would let you fly around the level. Mm-hmm. And uh, every once in a while, Tinkerbell would come by and fucking uh, fill your meter back up so you could fly some more. Mm-hmm. Very, very well done platformer, very well done property, R- uh, not RPG, but but a property-based title. And Good Super Nintendo that. sprite graphics, yeah? Yep. Pretty pretty solid graphics for the time. So, stuck out in my mind as one of the better games in 1992. Hmm. Sounds like this is another one of those Disney sleepers that uh, didn't get enough popularity like the Goof Troop game. Or the Aladdin uh, game. Yeah, or, well, I think the Aladdin game got some pretty good, got some pretty good legs out of it, but like Goof Troop, I didn't even know that shit existed till I was in my thirties. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm talking about just me, but yeah, just looking at the sprite work for this game looks looks pretty damn good. It is a Super Nintendo game, uh-huh. and it was published by Sony Interactive. What? Right? Sony Image Image Soft, I think was the company. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. It, mm, I'm sold on the graphics. I'm sold on the side-scrolling, uh, platforming slash slash beat 'em up style. Um, above or below Biohazard? Hmm. I didn't play Biohazard. Yeah, already <laughs> at an impasse. Uh, definitely feeling above Echo the Dolphin. Uh, yes, I could. Totally get into more of a platforming, side-scrolling, sprite, Super Nintendo game than Echo. Yeah. Uh, and Hugo, yeah, it still beats out uh, uh, trial and error uh, story kind of game. Uh, Biohazard. Uh, is it co-op, Adam? Uh, not to my co-op? knowledge. I didn't play it. I didn't even attempt to play it multiple mm-hmm. player, but I, I can't imagine it would have been. Yeah. It was more like Pitfall with the sword. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and my, I don't see, I don't see two player or co-op on here anywhere. Um, I'm kind of leaning toward biohazard battle be a little bit, a little bit above this game. Um, uh, again, it's, it's, it's kind of sad to say because I didn't play hook and I know you didn't play biohazard battle, but the co-op aspect, the the couch co-op just kind of puts kind of edges out hook for me. Uh it's great going back and playing old Capcom style Disney games, you know, in this in the same vein like uh DuckTales and whatnot, but uh-huh. putting a friend or family member next to you playing a game kind of yeah, kind of elevates it there to There are me. some pretty brutally difficult parts to it. You know, like any good platformer where it's like, okay, we got to make sure you got your timing down here and you got to so it it had it had its moments, but solid RPG, very solid movie based title. Yeah, it would go on my list for best movie based titles. Do you think would you put up too much of a fight of it being below Biohazard Battle, given what you heard? Uh I can't really speak to Biohazard Battle, but if I, I'm I'm just keep picturing R type in my head, and I'm like, okay, well, I can I can see how you might like. If you didn't, if you preferred one genre to another, then yeah, that would, uh, that there would be, sits, that were, there it would sit. There it sits. All right, folks, we're coming on to the last three on this list, and we got to come out with a number one on this. Uh, and this is where the list stands for the audience. Starting from the bottom up, we got Star Trek, 25th Anniversary, Streets of Rage 2, Echo the Dolphin, Hugo 3, Jungle of Doom, Hook, Biohazard Battle, Wolfenstein 3D, Mario Paint, Mortal Kombat, X-Men Arcade Game, Mega Man 5, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and Lunar the Silver Star. This is our current uh, top whatever list for 1992. And we got three more games to rank. And we're going to see what comes out on top. This is going to be this is going to be pretty brutal. This is going to be pretty yeah. brutal. We're going to start with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. You're just diving right into this shit, ain't you? Diving right the <laughs> fuck in. Now it is it, it may or may not be known to the podcast audience that I'm a big fucking Ninja Turtles fan. Uh still to this day, uh it's just a charming thing from my childhood that's that stuck around. I am an asshole about it where I really only like the older stuff. I've kind of seen pictures <laughs> here and there of the newer turtle adaptations over time. I don't really care for that shit. Uh but this comes at a very crucial time in our in our in our kids' life, our childhood life. There was a uh, 1992, uh, but now in Japan and North America, this came out for the Super Nintendo, uh, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, the Super Nintendo is good enough for me to be on this list. Uh, this is uh, side scrolling beat 'em up. Uh, whether you play this in the arcade or the Super Nintendo, I mean, you got better graphics, yada, yada, yada on the arcade, but you still got that, that co-op gameplay in here. I don't remember. I'm feverishly looking now to see if this thing supported four player, if you could, uh, plug in a multi-tap, but I don't, I don't see it. I know at a minimum you could definitely play two player. That's one of the big draws of this game, but in any event, you got a side-scrolling beat-em-up multiplayer game with Ninja Turtles involved. 
Uh, all of the Ninja Turtles stuff is treated very fairly. It's treated with respect. It's got a lot of uh, nods to the cartoon. I think a lot of the assets from the game were pulled from the cartoon. Uh, a lot of the bosses, you know, you got Bebop and Rocksteady. You got Baxter Stockman. Uh, I, I Shredder comes into play. Krang inside of his fucking walking uh man suit thing. Uh, a lot of nostalgia comes into play, and a lot of well, well, if if you're if you're in 1992, a lot of holy shit, it's the turtles, yay, it's the turtles stuff, it's all the turtle stuff I know. Yeah. Uh, they say cowabunga, they pick up pizza, uh, they 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 beat up foot soldiers, they throw you foot can soldiers. fling them at the screen, yes, using that <laughs> using those good old graphics. Oh man. Uh, the music is very catchy and upbeat. It it fits the vibe of of hurry and go across the screen and beat the shit out of people. Uh, whether you're playing this single player or multiplayer, the the charm and appeal of this game is 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 definitely there. Now, would this game be as good to people that don't? have turtles vibes if those people exist i would say yeah there's still beat em up uh slash slash em up attributes still in this game it still has a it has a very large color palette it has uh, beautiful graphics it has it has a uh, fast engaging catchy music uh-huh. uh if if your type of gameplay is beat em up this is going to be your kind of game if you're not a beat em up or a turtles fan would you like this game i think it has enough charm to maybe this could be an entry game for somebody that's not even familiar with this genre mm-hmm. uh this is definitely a strong game in the in the beat em up genre it's a strong game in the snes library and it's it's definitely up there in the ranks of super nintendo games anybody else got any flavor text for this game i can tell you that this has some of the best animation and just it looks so damn good mm-hmm. for the era especially yeah. on a super nintendo game mm-hmm. i mean this thing it looked great it played great it was great it is definitely definitely on the top going towards the top of this list i guarantee it and again, I really want to emphasize that point as well. The fact that it stays so true to that that eighty seven cartoon look, you know, like when you when you when you run across, uh, like again, Baxter Stockman for the first time, he's gonna look like the character that's in the cartoon. Uh, he's gonna he may have some attacks that look new to you, and he may have some movement that looks different to you, but. It's him. When you're fighting foot soldiers, they look like the foot soldiers that you know and love. Uh-huh. It 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 fits that '87 Ninja Turtles theme. Uh, it's, it's it's so good, man. It's so good for all the aspects that it is. It is very good. And you always have that one asshole friend that's got like one piece of health missing, and he grabs the whole damn pizza. Yep. God. <laughs> it's. Mm. And that was <sighs> me. Those I'll, multiplayer. Aspects. I'm not sorry either. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, just taking a quick snapshot of this list, I'm going to say that that game definitely belongs above Mario Paint. Yeah. So it's yep. got about five or six spots to go. Let's fucking dive in. All right. Turtles 4 versus Mortal Kombat. Turtles 4. I'm 
Yeah. So many reasons why Turtle Turtles 4 Mortal Kombat. Again, I love you, and I know you feel like you're getting shit on by the end of time, but you are. When you're going up when you're going up against <laughs> when, you're, when you're going up against Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm sorry, man. It's 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 done. Uh, all right. Well, then now this is going to be kind of rough. Mm-hmm. Okay, because this was an arcade game, and this was based off an arcade game. I believe it, it came was, out in the arcade. I think it. One? I think it was it ported did. to the Super Nintendo. Yes, it was. Yeah. It was uh, ninety one. It was in the arcade, and then this year it was brought to the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um. So what do we think, guys? Uh, the Turtles Four versus X Men. There's one you can you know go spend a bunch of quarters on, and the other one you can sit. Your fat ass on the couch eating Cheetos in your underwear. Yeah, I guess we're gonna have to come to some kind of weird on-the-fly consensus here because we're are, are we literally gonna be pitting X Men the arcade game versus Turtles in Time the SNES game? We are literally doing that right now, and mm-hmm. I will still say the SNES game wins. Um, and you know why? It's because it was a great port of the arcade version, and you can play it in your underwear. Um, you know what, Chris? What do you say? Um, as much as I love turtles, I really like X Men, and I I didn't play Turtles on SNES, but I did play it in arcade. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I would, if I had both cabinets in front of me, I would probably play X Men. Okay. Just because of the property, you know, the mm. franchise. This is such a toughie and it shouldn't Cowabunga. be. Cowabunga. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shell shock. I've got, man, I, I'm sorry. I've got to put Turtles over it. Uh, right. I, I love X-Men too. I totally feel you. And they both have four. One has a six-player co-op. But... If I'm being the anal retentive asshole talking about a at home Super Nintendo multiplayer game versus an arcade game, I'm I'm gonna pick Turtles Four Turtles in Time as well. Um, and it's then just the a, other, co- I mean, just because it is a good port and it's super convenient. Yeah, they definitely crammed a lot of what made the arcade game good into that port without making you spend quarters. I think the other question, the other obvious question is, Chris, if this game was above X-Men the arcade game, would you fight for it? Would you be upset? No. Mm, I'm okay with that. Late. Okay. <laughs> well, um, yeah, let's do that then. Let's just, and fuck it, right? Let's live only once. Uh, we're going to put X-Men arcade below it, and we'll put Turtles in Time. Right above it. Sorry, X Men, but you are a good game. We we love you. We love you. We love you big time. Um, Mega Man. Oh, 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 great! Now I get to have mine. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> Turtles Four, Turtles in Time versus Mega Man Five. <laughs> oh, I did not anticipate. Now this you get. All. Now you get to do what I did with Lunar a minute ago. <laughs> I did not anticipate this. I need some feedback from YouTube before I weigh mine in. Come on. Mega Man 5. This is the fifth installment of the Mega Man series. I mean, how, where would you put Mega Man 5 in the Mega Man series? Mm, 
That's a that's that's you know what I should do that someday. I should look at the <laughs> seventy something. My God, Mega Man you haven't game. done that yet. I should. <laughs> I really should. Wow. Well, unfortunately, even when I played through all the Mega Man games in my 25th anniversary playthrough, I only played through 30 titles, and I only played through, like, six that I never played before. I only played through but 30. But there are a shit ton of Mega Man games. Like, I want to say there's around 60-something. Um, I would put, if I'm looking at just the NES Mega Man games, I would put Mega Man 5 pretty far up there like to me it's better than Mega Man 2 better than Mega Man 1 it'd be a toughie between Mega Man 3 it's not better than Mega Man 4 and it'd be a toughie between 6 I'd put it fairly up the list with Mega Man 5 and where would you put Turtles and Tom on the turtle properties yeah exactly see that's kind of a rough one because I've only played about 5 of those games because I think it stands uh, pretty close to head and shoulders above all the it, rest it is pretty far. Yes, it is. It's 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 up there. It's way up there. Especially, unfortunately, for the Turtles universe, a lot of these later Turtles games have come out to be hot garbage, pretty bad. <laughs> but at the end of the day, man, no, no, I can't, I cannot do it, guys. If you put these two <laughs> games in front of me and you say go play which one, I'm playing Mega Man Five again for the twenty seven hundredth time over Turtles Four co op. Be damned. Like, I'm, I'm doing you don't want to watch Raphael punch a dinosaur, man. <laughs> it is fun. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It is. And it's got all the turtle charm and with everything that I said about it. But I, I, me, I cannot put that game over Mega Man 5. Can't do it. I'll if do it, it was for Mega you. Man like If it was Mega Man 2, yeah, <laughs> I'd do it. So, one for up, one for down. Chris, you're the tiebreaker. Um... He's like, I don't even uh, think it belongs here. <laughs> I mean, it's it is what it is. Um, I would be okay with it being below five, um, purely because of the uh, longevity of the franchise. Um, Turtles mm-hmm. is obviously still a thing, but was this the last really good Turtles game? I mean, we're talking about how it went downhill you know probably did it peak after yeah. this, or is this, this the is probably one? the peak this is probably actually the yeah no joke like even like even tournament fighters which i don't know maybe it came out right before right after but either way like just looking at the if you're looking at the side scrolling or even 3d like hey let's let's two slash four of us get together and each pick a turtle and go beat shit up i i haven't even heard of any other ones that come to this level i always hear about this one either this version or the arcade version always yeah. it's this one or the one uh the original arcade version where they start out in the building that's on fire oh yeah uh turtles 2 the arcade game yeah. yes yeah. yeah so for that reason i'm okay with it um being below five Mega Man five all righty well the end of time cast is spoken so now we are pitting um actually sorry so Mega Man 5 sits where it is I almost almost fucked my own list I up. wasn't going to say nothing <laughs> 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 I was Mega Man and was, I was like whoa, whoa no I was watching it I was like yes do it do uh, it for for the audience we're at we have a we have like a uh, like a spreadsheet a Google sheet. where 
Yeah, Google Sheet, we are in time uh, visualizing this list for ourselves so we can see it. And here I am moving Mega Man down. Mega Man's like, whoa, no, no. I <laughs> thought I all that shit. I thought I would. How you going to stab me like that? Come on now. All right, we got two games left. We got two yep. games left. Um, Let's do the easier one first. Come on. I want to end with the fight. What's the easier one, Chris? Sonic. Oh, all right. So oh. we have Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for the Sega Genesis. This came out in 1992. Oh, man. And again, for most of these games, you can check out our 1992 year in review to hear more in-depth discussion or just us just talking about these games in general. But if you don't know what Sonic the Hedgehog is back in the day, it's a side-scrolling platformer. It had an emphasis on speed. You will come to learn over time that that speed is greatly over exaggerated there are a lot of slower points but there is a lot excuse me a lot of platforming to it has a lot of great music a lot of catchy charming music the uh the color palette's great the levels are varying uh you get this is the first of the sonic series that introduces a new partner which which means you can have co-op play uh tails gets introduced in this one uh, it also has a multiplayer mode like a race mode too um this is also my pick of the first three Sonics. So, I mean, I'm definitely up for this game being pretty far up on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely a solid, damn good solid addition to the Sonic franchise in general. Uh, where would I say? Um, I mean, again, I'm, I, I, I feel like Mortal Kombat is sitting here with a what the fuck, really, guys? <laughs> but I feel like I want to start picking on Mortal Kombat right off the bat. Let's just start um, right above Lunar and work from there. Uh, what, okay, no, well, then it's no, number I'm one. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, fuck it. Let's start, right, let's start right somewhere closer to the middle, Mortal Kombat. Do we feel Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is better than Mortal Kombat? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say yes as well. Mortal <laughs> poor, poor. I can't wait to get the flood of emails from our Mortal Kombat fan base that's like, you guys. Fuck y'all. Wow. <laughs> but again, it's the end of time. Cass's opinion. You know, it's, if you love Mortal Kombat, please, I understand. We just don't think it matches up to I something. I mean, we're just not 13 to. anymore. You know? X. <laughs> X-Men, the arcade game. Now it's, man, I ain't going to lie. This is already tough for me. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, you got four to six player co-op in the arcade, great X-Men graphics, music, colors, all that good stuff. Or you got Sonic the Hedgehog 2 at Sonic and his prom. Yep. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I tell you what. You have I, the option. I'll say, I'll say it's, uh, I'll say it again. You know, this is one of those games where it was like, okay, I can play co-op with my friend. Sitting in the, uh, you know, sitting in my bedroom, chilling out, you know, he's playing Tails and I keep running him off the screen and killing him, (laughs) you know, I think I will always, always put a game that I can just bank a, a shit ton of time into above a game where my access to it is intentionally limited. Yeah. And I feel that I feel like every arcade cabinet ever made was designed with one purpose in mind and that was to get as many quarters from you as possible. Yeah. And they I think intentionally I, made the game you know to where it would eat that eat those quarters away from you. 
this sounds like an arbitrary thing. I get it, but I feel like the multiplayer aspect of these two games, they're going to be skewed one way. Because if I am sitting at home playing Sonic 2, it's like you can see Tails following you even in single player mode. You know mm-hmm. he's there. And if you're whoever comes and plays with you, they're pretty much another ring collector. They're an extra life. They're a hand to pick you out of pits. They're, they're there to help, no doubt. But it's not a fiendish thing where you're like, I do not even want to play this if I don't have a second player. When uh-huh. you're in the arcade... Of course, you can play X-Men the Arcade single player, but when you're surrounded by any any more than one other person in an arcade setting and you see the four, I'm sorry, the three slash five other joysticks next to you and you see the options for insert coins and the mentality of just being in a, in a arcade with many people around you, uh, pressing buttons, dumping quarters, having fun, you're going to want to have somebody else with you. You're going to want to have more people. You're going to feel different than if you were at home playing Sonic by yourself, you know, like I, I love playing Sonic with Chris and whether I was playing as Sonic or he was playing as Sonic, it was fun, but it, it, I could take Sonic the Hedgehog two home and play by myself and be fine. If I was in the arcade, I want all you motherfuckers to be playing with me because I feel (laughs) kind of weird playing through X-Men like by myself. I can do it. I'll have fun with it, but it's nowhere near the same. We ain't got, we ain't got enough people on this podcast to fill up that machine. I know. (laughs) Um, well, what do you think, Chris? You think, uh, you think Sonic 2 beats out X-Men the arcade game? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm feeling it as well. And again, if we're we're up to the what? We're up to the top like six, seven titles. I mean, these got these yeah, games have already got to the top five. Yeah, they've already got their just due. You know, these last two games are going to get their just due. They're just proper. It's not like we're shitting on them if they're moving them up. It's just we feel that one's better than the other. Which brings up to Sonic the Hedgehog two versus Turtles in Time. Uh, and this will be a decent Earth fight because now we're talking about a console version versus a console game. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh boy. Yeah. Um. I don't. Do I don't think. think I don't think this is gelled in my head yet. Is what I think. It's. <laughs> it's, it's still like I'm not. They, brain cells are fighting each other right now. There's like a war going on. <clears throat> yeah. Um. If I had to say one or the other, I would say that. Turtles was slightly better, but only because I could go through it and do weird little things. There were lots of little things in Turtles. Yeah. You know, it was like, okay, well, I could swipe at the pizza guy while he goes around and make a duck, you know, stuff yeah. like that. I could punch the T-Rex in the nose, throw there the foot multiple- soldiers at the screen. There were multiple ways, yeah, there were multiple ways to take out your enemies, you know? Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this, and this is not a Sonic the Hedgehog 2 problem, this is a Sonic problem, and this Sonic problem might weigh out for Turtles in the end. Yeah. If I play through Turtles, if Chris comes to me and says, hey, man, I've got this uh, beat-em-up style Ninja Turtles game, it's got eight, nine, ten levels, whatever, go all the way through it. No matter how many times I die, no matter how many times I go back through that game, how many lives I use, continues I use, whatever, I'm going to get 
that same arcadey feel all the way through. I'm going to get that same ideal all the way through. And again, this is not Sonic the Hedgehog's 2's fault. This is the Sonic, this is the classic Sonic in general. When I go through the first level of Sonic 2, I'm getting speed. I'm going fast. I'm moving fast. I'm taking some different routes here and there, but I'm still going through another fast route. When I get to the second level, there's a lot of slowdown. You're still going fast as hell because it's a chemical plant. (laughs) It's still going fast. Uh, There's some, there's some, there's some hitchups here, hiccups here and there, but yeah, still going fast. When you get to the third one, and I believe third one is the marble marble zone. Yeah, that's when you slam on the brakes. That's when you you start platforming and shit. Yeah, and And, again, it's still I still enjoyed it. I still have fun maneuvering around the level, but that's just crazy. Sonic is not made for platforming. I'm sorry, he's just too (laughs) slippery. He's too fast. When you you mark it. When you market to me a side-scrolling beat 'em up, I'm getting side-scrolling beat 'em up style gameplay all the way through. Even on the even on the like the gimmicky type levels, but with Sonic, it's I, I'm I'm getting speed, speed, and just picking different routes to get from point A to point B, and then I get stop, platform, jump, dodge this, don't get crushed by this, figure out where to go, backtrack a little bit, etc. Um, get that fifty range break, jump. That break in gameplay kind of puts Turtles 4 a little bit over Sonic 2 for me. Uh, music's a little bit catchier. Music's a little bit more upbeat. But that's that could be just because it fits. It just totally fits the Turtles motif. Sonic doesn't really have a motif to fit. It has its own motif. Uh, but all pretty much all of Sonic's music as well is catchable. Is a very catchy. Uh, uh, Chris, what do you think, man? I, I'd be okay with it under Turtles. Um, if I had a two in front of me, even if I had someone to play with me, I would pick Turtles probably. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like I would have just a little bit more fun, a little bit even in '92. I just have more mm-hmm. kid like fun if I made it four levels into Turtles 4 and had to quit as opposed to me getting to level three and being like, ah, it's that time. It's that part of the game now, you know? (laughs) See, I feel like I'd play the first two levels of Sonic and then I'd switch over to Turtles. Yeah. 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 That's pretty good. Totally fine. Yeah. Totally fine by me. All right. So I'm sure everybody out there has done their own math and they know, they know where the next game is. If you don't, man, this, I guess this will be a surprise for you, but, (laughs) Here it comes, the last game that we have to debate for the 1992 video game of the year is Super Mario (laughs) Kart. Super Mario Kart. Oh. Now, Super Mario Kart is a franchise that has endured to this day, and it has got an unprecedented fucking following. Like, it has a, it rivals a Smash Brothers following on the Nintendo consoles. But even taking that take that lineage away, just look at Super Mario Kart for what it is in that year. Uh, you got a racing game, pretty much. It also has uh, two-player split screen. You can race against other racers. You can race against each other. It's got that mode 7-ish graphics at times. Got a lot of turning the level around as you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, there's coins scattered around the levels. The, the, I'm sorry, the track and you pick up the coins to increase your speed. It has items you can roll across and use those items both in your favor and against other enemies. Uh, 
It's got it's got a lot of Mario charm to it, which which you know it adds to it. Uh, it this is the first in the in the long line of of kart racing, uh, shoot to kill, uh, hair pulling, uh, racing. <laughs> I feel like I, I I don't know this could be because of the audience that I grew up with and the people that I grew up with but I don't remember the homicidal tendencies coming around with Mario Kart until Mario Kart 64. Like yeah. I played I, I, I played Mario place, Yeah. Yeah, I I raced Mario Kart with some friends here and there, but it wasn't until 64 came around where it's like, man, you were in seventh place. Fuck you. How are you in first? Like, I don't I don't remember that crazy. That's damn. because there wasn't a blue shell in the first Mario Kart. Yeah, there was a red one that, and a green one. I don't think that algorithm shit really came into play until 64. Yeah. Uh, in any event, it's fucking Super Mario Kart. It, it's up there in popularity. It's up there in fun, and it is it is it is not back down even to this day. If, mm-hmm. if there's a console by Nintendo, you're guaranteed to have some kind of Mario Kart on it. Uh, past the Super Nintendo, anyway. With all that being said, unless you guys have some more input from Mario Kart, any stories or tidbits or anything. Uh, just remember that it had multiple game modes as well. It had the 50 and 100 yeah. CC versions of the braces. It had a battle oh, mode. Oh yeah, it sure did. A split yeah. screen battle mode. It had split screen multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, each character was unique, both in their, uh, sprite and in their attributes. Uh, I do believe they, they twinned a lot of the characters, but yeah. They uh they each had their own little uh <clears throat> I mean, one of the things that kind of got me was they if you looked at the mini map it just showed a little little munchkin version of yeah. whatever you're racing <laughs> yeah <laughs> and That's I thought cute. that was the coolest thing ever on on you know the Super Nintendo yeah yeah and it also had <sighs> two ways to use every item if I do believe uh, I think you could hold up. And it would do something different if you held down while you used the item. So, like, you could drop a banana peel behind you, or you could launch it ahead of you. Yeah, yeah I think standard. I think that I think that, that was be- item specific, though. I don't think everyone had secondary. Well, like I remember you could drop. Nothing. I remember you could drop the shell. Well, no, I don't know about mushrooms. Yeah, but or did they even have mushrooms on the Super Nintendo version? They did. They had mushrooms mm-hmm. on the Super Nintendo version. Well, um. Man, let's fucking so, yeah. get into this. We got to get into this. All right, so right underneath you go. If we- <laughs> <laughs> nice try, I know you. I know you were saving that. I know you were saving that right for the end. Um, let's play it a little bit fair. Do we think it goes above or below Mario Paint? Above. Above. Yeah. Above. Sorry, super. Sorry, other Super Nintendo game. You. Uh, I mean, do you? Do you disagree? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, here's an argument that I'm sure when I'm sure 10 years ago you two couldn't wait to get into, but here we go. Super Mario Kart versus Mortal Kombat. Go. Well, I Super don't remember any Super Mortal Kart coming out, so you can't drive around with Scorpion or anything. Pretty sure uh <laughs> that'd be really sure. interesting. <laughs> yeah. 
Sub Zero saw freezing ju- carts in front Why of him. Hey, have they not jumped off on that? Oh There's man, so many, uh, you can imagine Scorpion. He's like in his go kart and he does the harpoon to like catch yeah. up to the guy in front of him. He's like, "Let me get up to you" or some shit. Get over here. And Don't it already has K in it. You know, Mortal Super Mortal Kart. It's already got a K in it for kart. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Mortal so Kombat cars. Oh man, Mortal so Kart. Mortal Kart. Yes! Mortal, Mortal, Mortal Kart. Kart bat. You, <laughs> you have been dubbed. Uh, <laughs> holy crap, Mortal Kart bat sounds so good. <laughs> um, well, we just figured I'm gonna, out the best game. <laughs> I feel pretty comfortable putting Mario Kart above Mortal Kombat. Uh, I do. Too. I, I would if I had the two again. Even if even if it was a Super Nintendo version, I would still probably play Mortal Kombat over Mortal Kombat. Uh, Mario Kart over Mortal Kombat. It's it's got it's got more draw, more appeal. Mm-hmm. It has co- somewhat. I don't. I, I don't think it's there was got a, a more successful for, series that it spawned. And yeah. Uh, there's just, you know, it's it's. Yeah, there wasn't any co-op. There was the little balloon battle thing and the, uh, you know, adversarial racing. Yeah, but it was still fun. Yeah, I'm 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 comfy with putting it above Mortal Kombat. Um, be it'd be it'd be kind of a rough fight, but Mortal Kombat again would have its arms up in the air, going, "What the fuck, guys?" And I'm, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> Super Nintendo Mortal Kombat versus X-Men, the arcade game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I would put Mario Kart above X-Men. I see the X-Men are in carts now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh I love the X-Men again. Good game, good arcade game, but still that charm, something about just the, just the thought of putting it above X-Men just feels right anyway. So we'll go ahead and drop old X-Men down. And now we're going to put it up against Sonic the Hedgehog 2. This is cool because these were actually in an advertisement together. They were. They were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got... Yeah, you got the blast processing, mm-hmm. and then they had like the little, the little shitty fucking ice cream truck that was like backfiring and stuff. It had Mario Kart playing on the back, <laughs> like and showed them all slow, like just kind of running around in circles. Yeah, and it showed like Sonic like doing loops and stuff. That commercial hasn't fared well for Sega. Just saying. nope. <laughs> So what do we think, guys? Do we feel uh, do we feel Mario Kart goes above? I'm just saying Genesis does, but Nintendo don't. I'm again. I'm feeling above. I feel like I would go back to Super Mario Kart more than I would go back to Sonic Two. Yeah, I feel feel pretty comfortable saying that. Yeah, here's yeah. the only thing I'll say about Super Mario Kart at this point um, that we haven't really talked about is. If you're playing as a single player, you know, that's kind of a whole different experience than if you're playing with even one other person, you know. I think Um, even single player, I'd probably still go back to Mortal Kombat before Sonic. Uh, I I would get that. I think Adam said it best earlier. Oh, yeah, Mario Kart. Sorry. I think Adam... 
I think I just can't get off of it. <laughs> yeah, we're making we're making a thing. We're making a thing. Uh, I think Adam kind of said it best earlier. It kind of sums up how I how I play usually most Sonic games actually, except for Sonic Mania. I'm kind of going all the way through that bad boy, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get about two, three levels in the Sonic, and I'm pretty good. If I play Mario Kart, I'm going to put it on a CC, and I'm going to try to go through it. And if I beat that CC, I'm probably going to put it on the next one and go further. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to get better at the tracks. I'm going to try to... It's the, the luck of the draw with the, with the power-ups throughout the level. You know, it's, it's, it's the wanting to get better at picking up more coins throughout the level. Just like in Sonic, you know, you want to pick up more rings, I guess. All right, I'm about to tell y'all something that was really, really dumb that I did back in 1992. Oh, boy. I'm sitting down, so it's okay. Age before the internet, and you know, you know how it was back then. Back before you could just Google it and come back and tell your friend he was full of fucking shit. Mm -hmm. There was a thing going on that if you beat every single race on Mario Kart, from 50cc all the way to 100cc, first placing them all, that you would unlock, including Rainbow Road, that you would unlock a golden cart and a 150cc difficulty level. Oh, wow. And I, every time I lost a race, every time I was like, second place, I was like, reset, start over, from 50cc all the way back up. <laughs> wow. And this took me weeks. I had fucking the skills of a fucking ninja. <laughs> As I power slid around every corner, mm-hmm. yeah. it didn't. It didn't. It didn't work. It, it didn't work, did it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there, you know, as the thing rolls by, and I'm all sad. I'm like, well, yeah, I'll find happened something a, else to do with my life now. Happened a few times in my life back before the age of being able to actually debunk something and hearing rumors and fucking April Fool's jokes. I yeah, kind of miss that. I, I don't miss it, but I kind of miss it. You yeah, know I, mean? I got a love-hate relationship. It's like where, you know, you can't immediately say, oh, no, that's bullshit. Fuck you. Stop yeah. lying. The, the whole, like, games had this mystique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because sometimes the rumors turned out to be true, and sometimes they were full of shit. Yeah, a lot of times. Like 70, 80% of the time, they're flush. <laughs> yep. Sorry, I didn't mean to uh, derail. No, 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 no. It's fine. It adds more stories to the Super Mario Kart legacy as we put it somewhere above or below Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Above. Sure. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling above as Chris dejectedly gives a sure and the, uh, the dreams are dropped down. I mean, this is, <laughs> this is definitely a top five game. It's bound to determine to become a top three you know, yeah. momentarily we're about to find out because now it's fighting up against turtles four turtles in time Whoo! oh boy mm. just getting kind of hairy above <laughs> chris i I stripped the bandaid oh, right off. I love it. I love this part. If I'm trying to think, if I had them both in front of me now or back then, what would I do? This is actually mm-hmm. a tough one. Yes, it um, is. Yes, it is. 
Because Turtles is so much fun. Yes. Um, but so is Mario Kart. Yep. Um, I'm, so, I'm, yeah, I'm not entirely sure which one I would pick up. So, all right, well, let's 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 fucking hag this out, haggle this out a little bit. So, they both got good graphics for their for their respective games. Sure. Uh, I mean, you could you could you could. Pre- I think a, a pretty good argument could be made that that in the graphics departments for like Turtles in Time may be like a like a fucking 4.5 and maybe cart is like a four i mean yeah. it's, they're they're close you know uh th- it fits that mario theme it has that mario look to it and it has enough mm-hmm. of that mario charm to be there but the style that for that four is aiming for the the 90s uh cartoon look that they're going for combined with all the characters they put into it and all the, the levels that they uh, built around the turtles. It's, I want to say that in the graphics, they kind of edge it out, kind of edge it out. Um, music. Uh, I can hum a couple cartoons in my head, but I can also, I can hum a lot of turtles and time tunes. They, they're all fast paced. They're all, it's like they were wrapped around their individual levels. Like they, they fit their levels. They're, 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 they're fast paced. And, and you, you would figure Mario Kart music would be as well. And Mario Kart music is more tropical, easygoing, snappy beats, I guess you'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they both fit their games. I just remember more Turtles in Time music in my head. Sure. Uh, single single player campaign and multiplayer campaign. Uh, the difference is I don't think Mario Kart has a co op campaign. It's more of a hey, we're gonna race together. Like we're gonna, it's me and Chris racing. Yeah, and we're fighting, we're fighting the computer. Sure, but at the end of the day, one of us wants to cross that finish line first. Yeah. Turtles, you both want to get to it's co-op. You, know, you both, even if you play on the one where you can hit each other, you're gonna want to not do that. You're gonna want to get to the end <laughs> of the game. Yeah. Um. I mean, you can play it where you can damage each other. Just yeah. Fling your other turtles off the screen. <laughs> yeah. It's it's hard to talk about the lineage of Turtles versus Mario Kart because this is the fourth Turtles game and this is the first Mario Kart. So I think it's a little bit unfair. Um, what you see is the end of an era and the beginning of a new one. Yeah, yeah. Adam, what about you? What are you thinking? What are you I'm, feeling? You know, it, I was leaning towards Mario Kart being higher, but now I've gone back into uncertainty. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm, I'm kind of weighing out. I'm, I'm going to say this. Again, given everything that Mario Kart is, as as Mario now looks down at the ground and takes his hat off and shakes his head, given everything that Mario Kart is, if I had these two games in front of me again right now or back then, I, I'm I'm going to go to Turtles Four. I'm going to I'm going to play through Turtles Four solo or with somebody. And if I'm playing with somebody, I'm more hyped about. If, if me and Adam are going to run through Turtles in Time, I'm more hyped about that than him and I racing in a cart against uh, each uh, uh, opponents and then each other. Yeah, uh, the I battling e- the battling each other part's pretty cool, yeah, but 
I, it's just it, there's so much charm to, to Turtles in Time, man. It is, it is definitely the A game of the what Turtles were you franchise. Say, Chris? I was just agreeing that that was, you know, certainly agree with that wanting to co-op instead of head-to-head, you know. All right. All right are we finally, we, we're going to finalize it right here. Are we going to do it? Do we? Uh, I'm this good. Last, this is the last piece I'm, in the chain. Right I'm here? good with Super Mario Kart going below Turtles in Time. Love you, Mario Kart. But I t- t- now that I've blocked you into that part of the list, I do want you to know I liked your older brother way better. Like I've got way, <laughs> I personally way have way more life experience with Super Mar- uh, with Mario Kart sixty four than I do Super Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Technically, I played that little brother. Yeah, I played a fair <laughs> amount of Mario Kart. I don't know how many hours I can calculate it up to, but I mean, I played the fuck out of Mario Kart, especially with other people too. Uh, 64. Yeah. I actually skipped 64. Wow. Because I because of the experience I just told you about. <laughs> I was so like, no, I'm not even gonna fucking play this bullshit. Fuck this game. So, ladies and gentlemen of the End of Time cast audience, you have it. Our finalized, debated, haggled over, in stone. Till the end of time list. Wait, hold up. 1992 video game starting at the very bottom. Star Trek, the 25th anniversary, which true to its point, as Adam said, it was going to be at the bottom and it has stayed at the bottom. <laughs> yep. Got beat out Best by Street Star Rage. Trek licensed property that I can think of for the Nintendo. Yep. <laughs> it's probably got more talk on this episode than it will ever get. <laughs> ever again. Ever again. <laughs> Uh, followed by Streets of, Streets of Rage 2, then Echo the Dolphin, Hugo 3, Jungle of Doom, Hook, Biohazard Battle, Wolfenstein 3D, Mario Paint, Mario Kart, X-Men the Arcade Game, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Super Mario Kart, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, and the top three is Mega Man 5, Street Fighter 2 Turbo, and the number one 1992 video game of the End of Time cast is Lunar, the Silver Star. Right. Guys, how weird is it that an RPG made our number one? Not what? very. What? What? <laughs> that bias, though. <laughs> somebody, somebody right now is like, these motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I, I want you to sit here and think about this, but if this was a match in Mario Kart, Mario Kart wouldn't have even gotten any points. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> It is true. That's what I was going to say earlier. Is just, <laughs> it's like, yep, you didn't even get points, dog. You, you, you done fucked yourself. So as it has been for every end of time cast game of the year list, we we wholeheartedly know that there are many of you out there that will disagree. We get that. The great thing about this is this is our care. combined. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> this is our combined list. This is something that we decide on. And again, we're gonna have an episode where we're gonna be talking about the top fifteen PlayStation games of all time. Those are our individual lists, and those are our personal opinions of what we think are our top fifteen of all time. Uh, what we like if you want to tell us how wrong we are that's fine you can tell us how your list is better but that's actually what we want to know we want to know what your top video game of 1992 is what are your hand-picked games from 1992 uh what games from that year do you feel deserve to be at the top even if it's not number one and you just can't decide let us know how hard it is for you to decide a top game like that uh, or any other topic we talked about today or in the past, let us know some E3 stuff you might have, you might have wanted to talk about. It's a little, it's a little past that, but not too far, at least as of this recording anyway. 
Um, any feedback from you guys and gals, we love to hear from you and uh, definitely get you a shout out on the podcast for sure. Uh, there are many ways to get a hold of us. You can find us on Facebook. Just search for In a Time Cast. It should take you right to us. And it might be how you got to this episode right here. You can send us an email uh, at endoftimecast at gmail.com. That's endoftimecast at gmail.com. No funny spelling of uh, numbers in there. Just as you heard it, that's how you get to our email inbox. Uh, we have a Twitter page still. You can still tweet at us. Still haven't had any of those yet. But three ways to get a hold of us. We love to hear feedback. We love to hear anything you want to talk about, say, mention. Easiest way to get a hold of us. And uh, I guess it's going to do it, guys. How do you how do you feel after Lunar, the Silver Star, coming out on top, just parading over these games? You know, I'm not, uh, not mad. I'm not I could mad not be it. happier. And I mean, I, again, of all the, this is like postdoc shit, I know, but I have made it public here that I've played through Lunar a couple times. I beat it one time in high school. Uh, I couldn't remember a fucking thing about it. And I tried it recently, like within the last year. And only made it about an hour or two and went, it's just not for me. But I can, if I'm just looking at the top, I can totally understand how somebody would pick Lunar over Street Fighter 2 Turbo. I mean, it's, I, I totally get that. Yeah, but I, like I said, comes down to personal preference. That's obviously we have that RPG slant. Yeah. <laughs> but if you yeah. were, if you weren't so heavy into RPGs, that that gap narrows. Yeah, a yeah. lot. And then you'll have your own list. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry, Mortal Kombat. Maybe another time. Fucking Mortal Kombat got destroyed. <laughs> what like, the why hell, you dude? On me? Hey, middle of the pack isn't bad. <laughs> nope, not at all. Middle of the top. Yeah, middle of the top. <laughs> Until even even next... Star Trek was bottom of the top. <laughs> yeah, fucking Star Trek. I'm sorry, Star Trek 25th anniversary. You got your time today. And it's like, yes! Yes! <laughs> All right, that's it for this episode. And until next time, I'm Michael. I'm Chris. And I'm Adam. Good night, everybody. Bitches. <laughs>